The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 16. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We are all about celebrating the culture, community and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Commander plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I know Chesh loves that word. I'm one of your hosts, Sam, uh, and I'm joined by big boy Cheshy Chesh. How you doing, man? Yo, I'm big. <laughs> That's all you got this week? That's all I got this week. I mean, I, I I turned up a little late, but it turns out our guest turned up later, so that was fine. Oh, um, it's, it's and, a, it's and a I started Saturday. the podcast with a bit of a, a, a Voldemort slash uh, Gandalf, you know. Crossover. Kind of like crossover. I like it. So, Do you see if you can summon that one again? for the podcast? Yeah. Oh, you know, you, you I, I was thinking about that before, and I was like, you kind of like... It's it's done already. Yeah, it's over, and the the people will just have to miss out on it. I'm afraid. It's like explaining your joke. It just doesn't have the same zing if you uh, have to explain exactly. the punchline. So yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, anyway, as as you've you've uh, grown to love from this uh, this wonderful little hangout breakfast club podcast we've put together, uh, most of what we do these days is uh, guest profiles with friends in the community and the other creators uh, as I joked before almost to outsource our work because I rely on their brilliance not my own and uh, see what comes out of great conversations with, with with great people and ultimately just to share and explore the essence of Commander why we play in an effort to promote and celebrate all these qualities just the good times you know because there's there's negativity there's everything that's a that's just a weekly occurrence in magic why do we play? We have a good time and, and there's great people around it. So uh, without further ado, we are joined this week by Andy and Coyle. Yes, we've got another four-way uh, podcast forum discussion hangout. Um, I'm getting used to these now after last week with, uh, oh no, the, the week before with Commander at Arms. Uh, it's fine. There's a lot of voices going around, but it's going to be fun. But uh, Andy and Coyle are from the Guardian Project podcast, a, uh, a podcast I personally look up to a lot as far as tone, uh kind of just keeping things fun uh, but really good kind of uh, intelligent content again probably more intelligent than myself and uh yeah really stoked to have you on on board so how you doing guys good how are you uh we've we've swell just eating a bowl of cereal got that coffee ready so um yeah and i heard you guys are onto the uh you you kind of got the coffee going just for uh the on theme as well so um yeah thank you yeah, um, <laughs> that's why we have it not to not to stay awake right now. No, no, no. no, no. I'm not, not going to stay up all day. night with my pumpkin spice latte. That's not what this is. I probably oh, that sounds fun. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte, and I know they're gross because pumpkin. They get crap. Oh, they sound delicious. Awesome. They're so good. From hell's heart, <laughs> I stab a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, your ventriloquist this week, Chesh. I love it. I love it. Um, I think I don't know. It's it's really weird. This sounds like the the, the strangest thing to say right now. But uh, our order, our autumn kind of ritual. Uh, Kate and I, my wife, um, she watches a lot of Gilmore Girls, and uh, that whole like the orange autumn aesthetic just completely like. There's pumpkins everywhere too, of course, but that always uh-huh. resonates. I'm just going, oh, and you know what? I want to have some of these pumpkin 
paraphernalia thing. <laughs> and it's, of course, Halloween this week. So it is. That. But yeah, go pumpkins. Far out. Yeah, um, don't shy away. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're going to be talking about some Commander Legends stuff this week, I think. And it's, it's going to be very much a loose kind of just let's just talk about the cards we, we're excited about and any thoughts overarching and, and just kind of just see how we're all feeling about it. So um, I think I was going to get into some Brewers notes, but I think there's so much to talk about with Commander Legends. I think we get straight into it. So, um, yeah, how, how, how have uh, you guys felt about um, what you've been seeing this week just generally, um, Andy and Coyle? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying. Obviously, this this particular set is made for our favorite format of Commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A lot of the stuff is only legal in our format. So there's nothing to worry about about them uh, printing uh, printing broken elementals into standard again uh, or anything <laughs> like that. So yeah, it's just fun, really fun uh, seeing a lot of the reprints and then some of the brand new legendary creatures are going to really shake up uh, shake up the tables. We're going to see a lot of brand new stuff in the future. So that's excited and i and i think there's a lot of these cards that they're so they're so niche that they're going to work really well in specific decks and those are my favorite kinds of cards where you're like this card is really not good but in this specific commander deck this is a ridiculous card and those are my favorite when you find those hidden gems for for some commander deck and when you play it on the table people are like oh i didn't i didn't actually think that was a good card but it's it's bonkers in your deck and i feel like we might have some of those that have already been revealed um, but we've only seen half the set, so yeah, that's true, actually. And it's I think that's the general undertone I'm going for now. And there's there's of course there's a big elephant in the room as far as there is a big point of contention as far as a piece of power, so they say that's kind of just taking up a lot of people's conversations right now. But my <laughs> general feel, and I have to zoom out a bit and just go remember what Gavin was saying, how how excited he was to release this thing. It's been on his mind for a long time, and there's a lot of just fun commander dna that's gone into this thing uh they've kind of just gone all out because like you say they don't have to worry about a standard set they don't have to worry about crossover and modern maybe as we've seen in the past some is it uh like legacy sometimes picks up these cards like commander cards in a weird way they might pick up remember queen marchesa became a piece uh you know the the, the weird commander cards sometimes find a place like uh, anything cancels judgment as well um that, that those kind of cards would find a place in older formats but whatever it's for the most part i think the the, the drawbridge is open to just print some really weird and wacky stuff that is not just pure jank it's just it's this is just calling out to people's just brewing uh kind of bugs i guess and just going look at all this weird stuff you can do and and i think they're the, the most positive conversations i've been having with people and just ex- most excited about that this is just an absolute joy they've gone weird they've gone weird in good ways with with lots of different things so um i think that's probably the best way to preface everything and uh just dumping into a bunch of cards is the best way to do it so anyone <laughs> want to reel off anything they're uh, they're looking I at will. Go, i want to build this so yeah i i will are people collectively losing their minds over Opposition Agent? Oh, wait. No, that was the week before. Oh, week. yes. Yes. Uh, um, so this is a human rogue for two colors and a black. It has flash, or he has flash, I should say, because uh, I'm sure the lore is that... Yeah, anyway, uh, you control an opponent... Uh, or well, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. Yeah. That's all right. That's, that's a, fine. But it's a weird makes, piece of text we've it, never seen. Like Makes it so that you can force them to find something really crappy. Or you could keep reading the card. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. 
you may play those cards for as long as they remained exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them. Mm. Oh my. Mm. I'm sorry. Did you wanna did you wanna fetch that land? No, you're not gonna be fetching that land. I'll take no. that. I love the flavor here. I think it's kind of funny, but yeah, it's yeah. Remember it says that you may play those cards. It does not say that you may cast those cards. Nice. This was this was that one last week that yeah the sky was falling a little bit and yeah definitely now it's it's gone nuts. But I just I thought it was really wacky and funny and I saw a few people mm-hmm. just saying oh this is not the type of thing I really want to play on on webcam commander which we've talked about a little bit before. Correct. Mind slave yeah. effects and all that junk. But I was asking Chesh, in, is there anything saying that is there anything there is, you can do while you're searching people's libraries? But not really. Like, do you- not really. And and this is going to lead into a specific thing that people need to be aware of. Reading the card not only explains the card, mm-hmm. but also explains the card in relation to other cards, such as oh, I don't know. Every spell you cast X. This isn't a cast. This is a play. Mm. You have to very much very specifically read this card and then have a look at it from a rules point of view. There's so many people who are going to be like, but I cast the spell. No, you played the spell. Yes, you paid the mana for it, but this card specifically says that you may play those cards. Uh, The confusing part on this card that's going to catch everyone is that it says here that you can spend mana as though it was mana of any color to cast them. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So this is going to cause some really weird rules questions. I mean, just be aware. The the rules question that's really burning in the back of my head is, is who gets the panglacial worm uh, <laughs> when when they are searching the library. See, like, the problem do you is, get to I, cast I, it? I, so I think so. Panglacial worm specifically says you can cast it when you're searching your library. So I don't know if that one works. Mm. Well, you control the person while they are searching their library. So if I guess that's just you can them, cast it. For, you can cast it for them. Does that mean you can tap their mana? That's so I, weird. I yes, want to know. I, I, oh, See, maybe, the, maybe that's. These what are very the relevant questions that will come up in every game. So that's what I was asking. Chess was like when you control someone for for the duration of searching their library, uh, which in a in a physical setting you go over onto their on their side of the table, sit down in their chair, wear their clothes maybe, and pretend to be them for a hot second, but. Do you, is there a window to play incense or anything like that? And I believe no, but Panglacial no, Worm, like, it does exactly. That's a, that's a fantastic question. So it's going to get weird. I, I don't know about this one. I, I, I need judge people to well, tell me what's going on. Well, I will tell you now. So Panglacial uh, Plan- Worm's ability works only while you're searching your own library. Uh, Straight up. But you're, right. Right. you're, you're controlling effect- them. Wait though. a second. Wait a second. <laughs> The effect that caused you to search needs to say search and library, and you need to be looking through your own yeah, library okay, okay. It's... for this to work, okay? So, <laughs> just sorry to, to rule you out there, but uh, I'm, I'm, ex-judge no, no, says, no, I, no I, you're I, wrong. I'm just glad they're probably fortified. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see somebody that's playing Panglacial Worm. That's really what I would like to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I, I believe for anyone out there, if you want to prove me wrong, Absolutely go to Gatherer. I'm 99% sure I remember because I had to look up a ruling for this about two years ago. Judge Chish. I love it. So, uh, yeah, that's opposition agent. I, know. <laughs> I used to be a judge. <laughs> used to be everything. Used to be a, uh, a butcher, baker, yeah. candlestick maker as well. Uh, I've never and so, been a butcher. Sam, you made I another really good point. You made a really good point earlier that 
that this is not a card that people want to particularly play over webcam. And there are yeah. cards that Coil and I have have had in hand, and we have not cast them because it's <laughs> mm-hmm. just a nightmare to play. Exactly. And although we have infinite tokens and we have our own tokens um, that we made for our podcast to use, it's really difficult to resolve you know, something to search someone else's library exactly. or, you know, uh, a knowledge exploitation, which is one of those fairy rogue spells, um, uh, resolving the, uh, what's the Sultai X spell. Um, it was just cast on us the other week. Uh, oh, villain, villainous, wealth. Um, villainous wealth. Villainous yeah. wealth. It's just so it's very difficult. So there's cards that the way I've actually changed a lot of my decks for our stream. And I probably will play opposition agent after the world is no longer um, yeah. falling mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. I think Hopefully. so too. That's Depending fine. on how elections go. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <press. laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got until Tuesday. We've got till this upcoming Tuesday here. So. Yeah, side right. note: go vote. That's, yeah. uh, that's my advice, anyway. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't speak from. I'm just in Australia, so it's you know what what vested interest do I have? Except for the fact that I guess Australia always wants to be uh, a little bit like. Um, America don't say, and don't say, no, I, I don't know. We've, <laughs> we've just historically always looked up as uh, to uh, America as the bigger brother and going, we we inherit so much from you. So it's, I think it's in everyone's best interest to just go vote. So anyway, um, that political talk over. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree that it's it's actually a cool effect. I I I love playing Avon Mind Sensor. It's that kind of thing, but kind of more fun, I guess. You got a bit more upside, but to that feeling of especially if someone tutors for something mm, just chef's kiss it's it's perfect you just you just <laughs> steal it that's so good well i like so. that you can tutor for their tutor and then use yeah. that you know it's like you just you keep tutoring uh, you know and, and or just get rid of their win con you're like uh, you know i know you play torment of hailfire so i'm gonna grab it and play it for x equals one and i don't yep. mind losing one life or 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 i guess i cast it instead of them well, i yeah. just and so this is the thing oh, just right? like a lot of people a lot of people have complained about this because they feel it's it's a too strong and b the effect is annoying, right? Yeah, most of the people I've seen complain. I I, I know their particular pet decks, and I'm like, oh, this is because it actually just ruins your deck. Exactly, mm-hmm. and they they want to protect that. So yeah, that's yeah, that's sure. that's, um, that's an argument I've especially like, oh, with using like um oh what the hell was that deck the 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 enchantment one. And it basically makes you lose all abilities and makes all your creatures zero ones. Oh, I sudden spoiling? Or No. I played Sudden Spoiling last spoiling. night and it's great. That's, that's, that's zero the, that's, that's zero two. Are you talking about the enchantment like humility, a ty- type effect? Yes, humility. Oh. Oh. So gross. The particular humility deck where it's like on, on turn two or turn three they get to sacrifice their annoying freaking whatever creature it was and, and go and get the humility. Um that's gonna be great. <laughs> Uh, especially when I can just like flash this in and, and steal the humility and put it on you. Yeah, exactly. You jerk. As long as exactly. no one is, you know as long as no one is you know flashing this directing that at MTG lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> as long as no one is and, flashing this out against an evolving wilds, I think we're okay. Yeah, please don't do that. I would feel so bad. Yeah, I probably will. But, and and to preface this. I think everyone knows that uh, when I build and play a deck, it's usually something that does something fantabulous and fun. But <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's going to be that point where I'm just going to find it hilarious, where you're going to crack an Evolving wild, and you're going to go, well, I wanted to make my deck powered down a little bit, so I decided not to use Fetch Lands. 
where I'm just going to be like, <laughs> well, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> I've got a budget database. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very, well, that's probably that's probably enough lip service given to uh, opposition agent. I think um, it's cool. It's going to be fun. It's not, I mean, theme of, theme of today, it's not going to break anything. Like these, these effects are just... I think they're gravy on effects that have existed before. That's fine. Uh, I've got That's one over... No CDH players. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got one to the right that was really... This is kind of nuts for... Um, by the way, this before we, we say this one, Partner's back, of course. If if, yes. if if people have been living under a rock, which rock pun I'll get to later. Um, but yeah, Partner's back. Partner's fun. Uh, we were joking before about a lot of people still buying the overpriced or like purchasing... You know the the cost for a Thrasios, a, a Timna, things let's, like that. Let's call it correctly yep. priced for a card that previously wasn't reprinted. Oh, true, and and that's the point. So we we see the word partner, we wonder, okay, what's coming back? And, and we'll of course get to that. But more partners uh, are great, of course, and 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 that means mm-hmm. we've got kind of more partner uh, opportunities and, and, and combos to make with those original C sixteen partners, which were already made something like a thousand different combinations or something weird like that. Now you've got, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of single color partners uh, and weird things. There's a planeswalker Cheshire's going to go into a little bit, but the one I've got here to start us off on Kodama of the East tree. Now this is a cycle, isn't it? That there's this Kodama of the North tree, South, whatever, but did they never print the East one? I guess. I, I think there is the, I think the West is the West one missing. I was looking this up earlier. There's a north, south, south and center. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to have five Kodamas at some stage, hopefully. So, so yeah, interesting. W- wicked, uh, wicked Kodoma of the West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are the joke. <laughs> I, I've always loved these, and I've, I've wondered if I could ever put something together, just, just playing with these just for fun, whatever. But it, it, someone made the comment, seeing Kodama of the East Tree printed in 2020 versus uh, whenever the... Um, the Kamigawa ones were printed, and it's like, oh, this is power. Uh, they weren't particularly powerful. They care about spirits, things like that, which are just fun, a bit on theme. Kadama the East Tree is such a green 2020 card. Uh, legendary Creature yes. Spirit, 6-6 six, six, Reach. Whenever another permanent enters the battlefield, under control if it it wasn't put onto, a battlef- onto the battlefield with this ability. So you can't loop it that way, of course. You may put a permanent card with equal or lesser converted mana cost from your hand onto the battlefield. So it's kind of got that Rashmi effect a little bit. It's kind of just nuts. It's just good green stuff again. Um, mm-hmm. It just and it's got partner. Sorry, so you can just jam this with I don't know whoever else you want to you, you know partner it up with. So it's just gonna be good. <laughs> That's like I don't know to the point where I've kind of made that point with like Simic sometimes, just generically good that to the point of not that interesting sometimes. You know, there's nothing crazy mm-hmm. about it. Like, there's nothing weird and wacky going on except just sheer value for sure. So. Uh, you get double lands, you get yeah. double just, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I'm, I don't know. I'm glad, I'm glad it's at six converted mana costs. Uh, yeah, that's true. Especially, especially with partner on there, allowing you to, you know, get in with some, some other colors on there. But yeah, no, the, the double lands, I think people are overlooking. If this card said non-land permanence, I think it would be uh, a no worrisome card whatsoever, but mm. uh yeah, the fact that you get double lands and then, like you said, double everything else is kind of crazy. It's, I mean, I will say you, you you do have to stock up on on cards, and that is one hoop to jump through, I guess. But you know, partner or cynic, whatever, like that, not yep. not particularly tricky to do. I do love wild pair as a card. 
that's kind of got a little bit of the same flavor, but the wild pair you get to search and for a, uh, a, a creature that has the same power and toughness combo, like so additive, like a 2-2 two, two can get a 1-3, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's fun to play. It's it's six mana do nothing sometimes. This is a creature. So, yeah, I, I think it'd be a fun one. Uh, I'm not, not crapping on or anything. I just, yeah. Yeah, go for it. things kind of look a bit like a tree. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, are, good segue. Are we, are we maybe also not kind of paying attention to the type of deck that this is going to be in like specifically some big dumb tree that allows all of your mana sources to be triple oh yeah I mean, next player main chain? yeah quote unquote mm-hmm. auto include yeah yeah like that's what i mean it's like you, you just get to the point of like saturation where i look over the board and it's like you're just doing just lots of valuable stuff that that's yeah that's fine <laughs> we you probably need to be removed from the table, <laughs> as in, like, yeah. with, with a bounce or a, a wipe or something like that, if, if there's that much value coming out. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... I mean, that's the thing with this, right? Like, it's Kadama of the East Tree is one of those commanders that when you see it, you're like, uh, I think you are going to be a threat whether you realize it or not. Totally. And you're because always going you to that person it. who's like, uh, I'm no threat. My deck is like really like just quite normal, and and it's like it might be, but the amount of uh, value this generates, regardless, you have to die. I'm gonna I have to kill you. I'm gonna crack an evolving wilds. All right, I'm gonna flash an opposition. Age. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, so yeah, but, yeah, but you could be. It's gonna be you, my commander. So you know. But you could just be playing green stuff like that's under two dollars and get out a Galta, and then it's like, oh, what's coming out with the Galta? It's, it can't be anything more than two dollars. But about yeah. like a, a an Eldrazi Pathraiser. That's only yeah. fifty cents, but getting it out for free is pretty <laughs> darn good. Kill that guy on site. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, well, that's that's a great uh, crossover too. That's a <laughs> shout out to um, to Lenny, aka Ajani's gay primate. Have you seen his uh, his Urza deck? Everyone's like, oh, Urza, kill it! And he's like, Urza's twenty five uh, cent gumball machine. So it's all artifacts that are twenty five cents mm-hmm. or less. Uh, or like mm-hmm. just 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 he had it on stream cheap. and that it's was amazing. really really fun when we played against that deck. i love that deck so much and he's still playing some really amazing competent stuff for um like just there's the amount of things that he can do with interactivity and and just funny stuff you're like well haven't seen that in an artifact deck that's just really refreshing and cool so and then we even call the 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 is it the five mana um uh activation on on urza the spin the gumball machine and see what comes out <laughs> it's great so yeah yeah i love that and that's those kind of things absolutely why i play the game um just good fun so, so. should kadana be in my uh kitten deck okay great yes you're, you're playing, that's the thing it's like it's, i'm just gonna keep throwing stuff out there it's like yes so, so many things i could play this in that it's just gonna make it well, amazingly it. fun and gross yeah auto yes and, and annoying the bad guy and that's the thing it's like i'm not saying it's bad just have fun like yeah exactly so um but i i, I to, to to find your way to my heart uh you've like if you drop salamanders and, and weird cephalids with it then I'm laughing and I'm having a good time and you're not going to die to my hand. So, uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Do you want to pick another card, guys? If, uh, yeah, I so I, I've got one, one that I'm really excited to play and whether or not the strategy is good does not matter to me because I get to do my favorite thing that I get to do in Magic, which is yeah. draw cards. So this is the the new Sphinx, Elegith Crossroads <laughs> Augur. So it also has partner, 
Um, it's a four blue blue flying sphinx that says, uh, if you would look at any number of cards while scrying, draw that number of draw that many cards instead. So a scry two becomes draw two. Um, and particularly, there's a couple of cards that I really like that have scry. Like um, uh, Mystic Speculation has, uh, you pay one blue and it has buyback of two colorless and you scry three. So it's pay three, draw three, and the, cards, the card has been purchased back with buyback. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and, how good is that? It just seems really good. And Metamize Prophecy for two starts with Scry two, and then you choose a card name, and then cast. I mean, I think I think there are so many um, efficient and, and cheap costed Scry spells or yeah. things you can partner with this commander that are going to make Scrying really really fun um, because I get to draw all the cards. It's so good. A pre-order interns into Ancestral Recall. Oh, for sure. I know we, we were looking up at every single scry card possible in our <laughs> yeah. Discord the other day. Just trying How to see. How deep can you can scry? we break this? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's like, aren't there some wacky of you can. X spells? Mono, mono, mono blue mill deck. Straight up. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I, every time I draw, I make everyone mill. But why mono? Psychic corrosion? Hi. But you can partner mm-hmm. and get another color. Exactly. But that's the thing. It's like. Commander's not all about, always about doing the absolute best thing you possibly can. It's about doing sometimes the most creative thing. And so I, I want to do that right and be degenerate with, with, with getting infinite mana because you can do that pretty easily with, yeah. with blue. And if you play Hedron Alignment, it, pay, it says pay one and a blue to scry one. You're actually going to use Hedron Alignment in Commander? <laughs> does Hedron Alignment, does it finally find a place? I have I Hedron have Alignment. <laughs> I have a foil one to send you. I that's the I, I still look at that card and go, is, is that the greatest achievement unlock? Uh, like the opus of my career as a magic person to like get to win a game with Hedron Alignment, which I don't even know if it's even possible. It'd be good. It has to be. You have to be able to copy permanents, and they have to stay those permanents when they move from zone to zone. And <laughs> I don't know up. if that's possible. I don't think, yeah, I think, I don't think that ability exists yet. So I, I, I don't I'm not think it, it does. Out, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. But I one day there's going to be a day when we win by hedron alive, and I <laughs> and it just retire then. Like it'd just be done. And it'd be like, yeah, it, it has to. Mm. You know, Thassa God of the Sea says, "Draw a card at your upkeep now instead of just scry one." Yeah, um, true. There's the aqueous form is when you when whenever the enchanted creature attacks, uh, you draw one card. I mean, I'm for this. I mean, I'm gonna probably partner with another color, right? Because why not? But I really just want to cast the Sphinx and draw things. I don't yeah. know if there's Win Con in here. There, maybe it's Lab Maniac. Yeah, Laboratory Maniac's always good. I'm very creative. I'm the most creative I know. <laughs> and humble and humble <laughs> humble brag humble brag uh, no exactly but hey yeah you can you can uh, partner with whatever you feel like and that's that's where the fun comes in exactly so uh yeah look just start gathering uh gather up scryfall searching up all your uh, scry cards and just have a wild time with that one and it's right. sphinx how good is sphinxes so exactly um Amazing piece of Seb McKinnon art, uh, one over from this on the, uh, the the Mythic Spoiler sheet that I think this one got um, spoiled today. Promise of Tomorrow 2 and a white enchantment whenever a creature you control dies, exile, uh, exile it uh, at the beginning of end, each end step. If you control no creatures, sacrifice Promise of Tomorrow and return all cards exiled with it to the battlefield under control. So just a cool little like mono-white value engine, bring things back. 
there's not like it's not a, a, a crazy broken super new thing to be done. Um, it's a fun one. I'll play it in mono white decks or just things that need a bit more advantage or recursion. But it's just that art. So check that out for sure. That art is incredible. I, I actually really like that card for for steal your card commander decks. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because it does say when creatures you control that when you control die. So you know, steal someone else's commander, it dies, it gets exiled. I guess yeah. they get to choose where it goes after that steal, but. You know, just steal their non-commanders then and stuff, and then uh, they'll come back under your control. It feels a lot like the new Aetheros, or Aetheros, with those That's what uh, I was bounty thinking, counters. Exactly. Yeah, and I was going to say, do you double up on there, but Aetheros kind of does that anyway, but yeah, for sure. Um, oh yeah, but no, it, it gives you another recursion for them, even, yeah, recur your own things that you've already stolen, that's great. That's right. And that, you imagine the theme on that too, that, that character's already died twice, like, please don't kill me again, I can't go through, I don't want to see what's on the other side again, <laughs> and, and this one's totally that thing that I've made that joke, or sort of, I, I didn't make the joke, I saw it on Reddit once, but... Soul Herder is one of my favorite cards ever, and the oh, art is yeah. incredible. Need that play map. So good, so good. And 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 someone said, uh, "What was it like?" That's they said. Did Sebekin and die, and then go over the horizon and see what was beyond, and then come back and then paint what he saw? <laughs> this is what promised the tomorrow feel like as well. Same same kind of vibe and energy. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. I also like a little side note here. This is a commander set, so there's a lot of things that are considerate to the format, which is really nice. I'm I'm always, always in favor of effects like this that check on end steps each player's end step. That is mm-hmm. such a monumental difference to something that checks on your own upkeep, and that's sometimes a cycle around the table just feels like an eternity. Uh, yep. Even like if it's on your own end step, that's great because you can play it and then the effect triggers. Um, that's not bad, but if it's each end step, it's nuts. Like, I love those. Like, the one I think a few people were realizing, play Midnight Clock. It's a really good card. It's yeah. it's, it's a sweet... I mean, some may say three mana is too much for a mana rock. I don't care. Uh, it's it's cool for a mana rock, but it's... What is it? 12? So it's just a few little loops of the table, and you get to shuffle your library, your, um, hand and, and, and graveyard into your library and draw seven. For yeah. like just playing a matter rock, like that's that one rocks. So um, yeah, uh-huh. good times. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rocks, Chesh, what you got? <laughs> oh, uh, what? where is it? Why are we going? We're making rock, rock jokes, and and Coyle's been talking about matter rocks, and 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 yeah, we've we we need to get there. Who are we who are we kidding? Togo. It doesn't work like that. Why? <laughs> I just I just jumped on my Segway <laughs> and drove over. Mana rocks, and now you're talking about Togo. That doesn't work. They're rocks. <laughs> Damn it! It's not even funny. Damn it, Marie! They're not rocks. They're minerals. Uh, they're... People are going to think we're really, really unprofessional and that we can't do this. <laughs> we <better>. aren't professional. <laughs> <laughs> so Togo Rock Goblin Weaponsmith is two and a red for a legendary goblin artificer for a 2 2. Sounds alright with partner, which makes it even better. Um, the, the best part here is that uh, I believe that this is going to be an uncommon as well. Yeah. Uh, when a land enters the battlefield under your control, create an artifact equipment token named Rock. Rock. It has, yes, it has an equip one, uh, and equip creature has one sacrifice rock, deal two damage to any target. Now, I'm hoping that they're going to make an opposite to this, which will be rock, roll, so we have rock and roll, but... Absolutely. Either way. That should have been a flip card. And, and if you don't intro this card whenever you play it, commander or not, as for those about to rock, I will be <laughs> sorely disappointed in you. Exactly. It even looks like it should be part of a... Uh, 
an eighties, nineties hair metal band. Anyway, it just yeah, doesn't have much. any hair. He's, so he's changing the light bulb. That's yeah. the dance move. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I never knew that's what it's called. That makes sense. That's, that's exactly yeah. what he's doing. That's great. So, when, have- when I'm back, like you're fencing. When I'm up, like you're holding a skull. Love it. Yeah. So, I think that my, one of my favorite parts of of all these new cards coming with these legendary creatures is is looking on Scryfall at flavor text to see how many times the previous the creature was previously mentioned. Yeah. And Togo comes up on six cards previously. Oh, nice. From various nice. sets, from various sets, all of them have a goblin doing something on them um except for this card shock that that references them um but togo just says i love lightning it's my best invention since the rock (laughs) (laughs) wow that's great we didn't even make any dwayne johnson jokes but yeah exactly you just you just i mean do you really need to no you don't it's just too it's too obvious these days you can just but that's the thing like find a car like this and you can make all the all the puns you want in the world it's fantastic so um all the altars i want someone to play this as the rock now yeah. yeah, that or Charlie just, Brown. That or Charlie Brown with like the ghost costume on, and like change yeah, the text. Exactly. I got a rock. Exactly. <laughs> I just, uh, I just I, feel I like also, if you did, say, if, you, if you did, if you did proxy a Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I mean, you'd only be able to have one. If Dwayne the Rock Johnson's not legendary and has legendary rule, I don't know if I want to be playing with that deck. <laughs> That's great. Um, I was going to say too. I cannot wait for this. Generally, in this set, uh, for Loading Ready Run to do their um, uh, their nicknames episode because this one more than ever is going to have some wacky uh, things to talk about. It's going to be good. Um, under there is a another weird one. Rograk, the son of Rogar, uh, which is a Cobalt Lord. Uh, Rogar is, I believe, the a Rakdos one. Anyway, but Rograk. I need to stop saying that because I can't is a zero-mana legendary creature. It's a kobold warrior, uh, zero-one, and it has little... It has no mana cost, therefore you... It has to have the little circle designation next to the legendary creature title just to show it's a red card. But this little zero-one has first strike, menace, trample, and partner, so you can have a zero-drop. You can have... Something just got better than Isamaru, uh, the, the hound, the one-drop, that you can have your commander on the board before anyone else. That's and true. then... The jokes are uh, there's there's a bunch of weird things you can do. There's a new um, Zendikar has a, a great um, what do you call it um, combat trick that gives a warrior plus two plus two. Oh look at that! He's got he's he's a warrior um, and and also equips an equipment to it, so you can perceivably turn one rogue. Oh no, you can even do, you can do better than this. Uh, somehow give a double strike. I think maybe with a soul ring and, and get your Bruce Tile out. Maybe you mm. you can look at it potential turn two or three kill uh with Rograk, give it a colossus hammer and just like (laughs) do whatever you want like i don't know like um is there a way to give infect really quickly maybe um you could do a tainted strike if you partner the black maybe that could be fun um I, I was thinking go. of this as a completely different way with like enter the battlefield effects and and oh, yeah. using a, a cloudstone curio and a memnite and just going actually, back and forth <laughs> with a perforos out there or something. Uh, I did hear this actually. That's that's a good one. That is a good one. So yeah, exactly. So this is a funny one that it's just this opens such an amazing door. It seems really weird and like oh is it any good? Oh yeah, like you can do heaps of stuff. And this is uncommon. So 
and, can and, I say that I didn't know? I didn't know. I thought there was something weird on it. I thought maybe, um, and, and I learned this last night, that the zero CMC spells have that little dot to give yeah. them their color identity. I had no idea why that red dot was next to the legendary creature Cobalt Warrior. Were you were you um, uh, learning that with us all collectively? I don't know why I didn't Zoom know that. The dot isn't on many cards. So Yeah, so that's the reason. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was the same. I was like, yeah, we're talking about it. And, um, and Pixie was like, this is why it's magic for normal. I'm like that's fine. I only I only found it recently as well. <laughs> and as the one oh the one I got in trouble with was oh not trouble who cares but Elbrus the blinding the binding blade. I'm like I love this thing. I just get to rock it in uh-huh. whatever thing ever. It's like no on the other side it's a black creature so it's got an identity that's and right. therefore that Avison uh, the flip Avison from Shadows I'm pretty sure it is is the a Boros creature. one yeah because yeah, there's a color identity on the back. Um, also weird things that I've always I don't know if it ever particularly affects too much stuff uh but if anything cares about cmc with those flip cards they kind of don't have one on the other side so it's you know sometimes that's good sometimes it's bad who knows so anyway hi everyone it's chess here just remember that you can rule zero whatever the hell you want with your exactly Thank you. exactly so if you want to <laughs> if you want to run albrus the bl- the blinding the binding blade and just chuck it on rograk and you just you're not playing black go for it it doesn't matter Rograk seems really fun. This is a deck that I would I would I would put together, and it pairs well with. At le- I mean, at least there's another legendary creature, Re- Rebic, um, Architect of Ascension, which has artifacts you control have protection from each CMC among artifacts you control. So mm. you could just play, you know, Boros, um, you know, artifacts. And I love that one. Or a bo- that, um, equipment. That one's super weird. The the whole um, uh, yeah, it is a partner too, isn't it? Yeah, nice. And yeah. both uncommons, so yeah, readily available. Uh, yeah, that was you such can... a cool one. Like different protections from different converted mana costs. And I mean, Hackdos was the other one I saw doing that in a weird way. But I, I think that's really interesting space. It it gives a home to like SRAM. And then who's the mono red one that that cares about equipment and makes creatures? Uh the uncommon from Dominaria. Val- yes. Yeah, Veldok. The duck. Veldok. You can put them both in this deck. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really fun deck, and I don't have I don't have an equipment deck. That seems really fun. I've been looking for one, and it's it's the whole... I've just accumulated all the pieces. You need to be running white, I believe. I'd like to be running red, because I've got uh, a nice foil full art copy of Nahiri from the latest set, and I'm like, that just has to live somewhere. It's just the way it works. So that, and then I was even thinking, do you go another color? But yeah, I, I need to find an equipment deck. Uh, maybe we jam something together and think about it and, and then yeah. do a I brainstorm. Recommend, I recommend Mardu. Uh, I really yeah, really I think like so too. Her. That looks sweet. So have you made any coil? Do you enjoy? Uh, yeah. So actually, speaking of Mardu, I, I do have a Zergo Helm Smasher uh, equipment oh, deck. Um, this is my one that's themed after General Grievous, General Grievous's <laughs> droid army. Uh, and I actually had an altar art uh, done of my Zergo into General Grievous. And I, I equip him with all of my Sword of X and Ys, which happen to look like lightsabers that he stole from all the Jedis that he killed. They start spinning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I've actually been trying to... So since the entire deck is, is themed to Star Wars, um, ever since they, they revealed this uh, Jeska Thrice Reborn, and I'm trying to figure out what Sith Lord I can say Jeska is, because making my 7-power Zergo deal triple damage, uh, being able to do 21 damage at haste, <laughs> seems pretty good to me. Oh, I love that. And that's the thing. It's I, I like to get here as far as conversations and stuff, but like the overwhelming promotion for uh, just 
building cool effective decks on a theme is just my favorite thing ever and i think just needs to be absolutely celebrated that is super cool jessica could be one of the um uh the knights the, the old republic villains potentially very I, true. I can't remember the name of the one and two, uh, but with the really cool mask, almost you've got some crossovers for how how those look. I guess. Well, um, one time I googled Star Wars to figure out who all of the old Sith lords were, and then I didn't realize how much there was, and it was overwhelming. I'm sure there's someone, Coyle, you could just say she is. Well, <laughs> Did you just command W out of there? Like, nope, never again. Let's I just think say I, the- I think I found the Wikipedia and I asked Coyle and he's like, "Did you find this part yet?" And I said, "No, I guess I'm not deep enough into it." <laughs> let's let's just say the archives are unfinished, and if you understand that joke, you yes, are in. Yes. Oh, I didn't, great. so I'm not there yet. Oh, <laughs> I, I I love the idea, and there's, there's certain uh, fictions and things that I've kind of looked into and gone. Well, like Star Trek is totally one of them. Sorry, Chesh. Like we'll get there one day, but you just look at it and the mountain of stuff you you have, uh, which can sometimes seem like an opportunity. For some reason, that's the way I treated magic. I'm like, cool. There's infinite amount of stuff I can get into. Other forms of media, whatever. Like it's that's just overwhelming. You're like, nope. I, I no, that's <laughs> too much. I can't. I can't even pass it yet. Like so, that's. I completely agree there. Like that, that totally happens for sure. So I, um, I was thinking about. Uh, I used to have a a, a Masaryk artifacts deck that was I nicknamed General Grievous because Masaryk kind of looked like a bugger and uh, had four mm-hmm. four arms. I guess uh, I think that's an insect. So six. So yeah, that makes sense. So I was like, yeah, the, the whole lightsaber thing. Speaking of which, do you see the lightsaber up top? Uh, I did. Seraphic greatsword. They just straight up printed a lightsaber. So there you go. (laughs) Just uh, secretly uh, Mandalorian coming in. Oh, no, Mandalorian's not really about any kind of Jedi powers. So, Um, except, oh, no, what's his name Um, uh, from Breaking Bad? His character has, you'll be able to fill me in, Coil. He has a dark sword or something of, of that ilk. Uh, yeah, so that's that's well. So that doesn't have anything to do with the force. That's just a, a Mandalorian energy sword. That's usually oh. the leader of the Mandalorians is typically who owns that sword. But Mandalore has already been massacred right before the original trilogy of Star Wars, and so all the Mandalorians you're seeing are the the remnants after mm. that. This so he that- stole it, I guess. Oh, do, do they state that in season one, or have you have you gone ahead and watched some of season? No, you just you just no, you, you just, just have know. to you just have to know the lore of Star yeah, Wars, yeah. and that's how Mandalorians work. So I still love that about Star Wars. I consider myself a pretty big fan, and that was the one I grew up with. Uh, we talked before about uh, Andy not growing up with that many kind of uh, nerdy properties or, or in that kind of world. Like Star Wars for me mm-hmm. was totally that, and then I I just haven't done the whole due diligence and, and gone run through like clone wars and everything to find what is actually quite oh, I was, an amazing, amazing show people I was, talk about all, i was all the... reading some expanded universe and all that kind of stuff but no you're right clone wars cartoon both the cartoon network and the disney version of the cartoon uh the disney version starts a little bit childish but it ends yeah. up actually like going to their adult audience in the later seasons so it, it becomes a very very tolerable and good show for star wars yeah definitely uh and then like i think there's there's been times I haven't really paid much attention. Like I used to love the old books, like you say, expanded universe stuff as a kid, and that was incredible because it was like using your imagination. For they all. don't count now. I know, I know, but they do in my heart. So um, they <laughs> they count more than Hayden Christensen <laughs> like being Gumby and and flopping around as a CG thing on the back of a 
dinosaur looking creature on Naboo. So like that's mm-hmm. they were more, more evocative than that. So they they hold a place in my heart. But the whole I went down the the wiki rabbit hole and uh, you, you end up with like where the force came from and the old gods of the universe and that kind of stuff was just like yeah this is it I want some like old like. I don't know, like, there's there's some elements of the movies that it's, like, it's all spelled out for you, that kind of thing. You want that stuff that you don't see or there's just evocative things, the way, like, Lord of the Rings does. There's just stuff that... Don't don't forget that uh, Chewie is divorced, right? Deforced? Right? What? Really? Di- no, divorced. Oh, divorced. He had a wife? Uh-huh. Really? Holiday Christmas special. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, I promise I'll wrap up Star Wars chat in a second. But did you see Mark Hamill tweeted the other day or like the other week? He said that um, that debate was one of the worst things he's ever seen, and he was on the Christmas special. Yeah. I saw yeah. that tweet. It was very funny. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> so well done, Mark Hamill. So anyway, moving on. Uh, what do we got here? Gift of Paradise is a great card. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> just want to say what you'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but I had this one, Brineland, the Moon Kraken. Another uncom- we just love these uncommon partners. They're so cool. Six blue, blue, legendary creature Kraken, six, eight. Uh, when Brineland, uh, Brineland, the Moon Kraken, ends the battlefield, or whenever you cast a spell with converted mana cost six or greater, you may return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. That is cool. I love Tide Spout Tyrant, so there's kind of a few things going on there, but it just... Just a big derpy blue thing that bounces stuff, and I, I enjoy it. And it's just a moon kraken. How cool is that? I love it. So yeah, it looks like it's from Zendikar as well. I mean, there's a bunch yeah, of hedrons in it, it so it's totally got to be on Zendikar, right? Yeah. What it feels like too is that the whole Dark Soulsy thing. It feels like a something off. Oh, sorry, not even Dark Souls. It's um, Bloodborne. So you've got that almost that eldritch stuff, like when there's moon presences and things like that, where it's like, well. There's horrors. This probably should be horror, by the way. Uh, there's things we don't understand coming down from the sky. <laughs> it's it's like it doesn't get cool in that. So I love it. Um, nice one. Uh, next one, Cheshire got so what, Yeah. What about Wheel of um, Misfortune? Yes, we need what? to talk about this. I feel like I'm not a good enough player to understand it and how to optimally play it yet. But that's probably the whole point. But yeah, so you, so it's a sorcery. It yeah, so the sorcery says each player chooses a card or chooses a number. It's a sorcery for two and a red. Each player secretly chooses a number, then they reveal those numbers. Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the greatest chosen number to each player who chose the greatest number, and then each player who didn't choose the smallest number wheels. They discard their hand and draw seven cards. Mm-hmm. So really, if you chose the highest number or were tied for the highest, you take damage equal to whatever the number was that you chose. If you chose the smallest number and you don't take damage, but you don't get to wheel, everyone mm-hmm. else then wheels. Yep. So, so it's kind of got that Mario Kart aspect we talked about before. You're either first, last, or in between. <laughs> or Just... you take advantage of the ability somehow. Yeah. Someone pointed out to me that you could run this in a Fire Song and Sunspeaker deck, and then the ability gets lifelink, and yeah. you can choose 39. It's like, oh, down to one, back up to 40. Thanks. Oh, wow. But why would Deals. you want to do that? Just to um, gain 40? To make sure you wheel. Or if you had something where you get an effect where you like you gain twice the life or something, but okay, um, okay, that's I, fair. I, I know some people are also uh, talking about the card reverse damage. So mm. it's a one white white instant says the next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent the damage, and you gain that much life instead. 
So you yeah. could just choose like 200 and then cast that spell and then you just gain 200 life instead. So that's the bit I, I think I missed initially too. Uh, the only person who doesn't draw the cards or draw the seven cards is the person who voted lowest. So, like you say, you can just say 400 <laughs> to make sure... Are you al- so, are you allowed to wager... Now, here's a question. Are you allowed to wager more life than you have? Is that one of the secret rules here? Like, you can't choose 200? Or can you kill no, yourself? No, you can totally you do don't, You don't pay the life. It deals damage equal to the number Oh, you're right. Chosen. You're right. Okay. So, so Fire Song, you can do anything, right? And it will yeah. work and you won't die. And if you do... And if you like your hand, you can just p- if you like your hand, you can just pick zero. Yeah. Right. If you won't, if you don't want to wheel, you say zero. I'm not wheeling. I think this is going to be a really popular card. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, like we said before, it's going to stimulate some conversations. We're going to get talking, and everyone's like, "I don't know how to play this," and it's going to be weird, and, and whatever happens, I'll put it down to. I mean, red. I, I love these effects in red. I love Goblin Game. I love Thieves Auction. Maybe not Thieves Auction that much, but you're saying before about a card I kind of took out when I was playing on stream with Chesh and oh, I was yeah. like I forgot there's still the deck and I looted it away I was like I'm not playing that and I was like hoping no one would see and Caitlin was <laughs> like what on earth is that doing in this deck on webcam now <laughs> like why and so, anyway but uh, yeah like this is going to be it's always going to be a treat if, if someone's ever played it before as well. You're just like, what? You better <laughs> I believe know. my I'm betting I'm betting a lot here okay so you can always count on me to probably never say zero yeah Exactly. I'm going to try and be that solid person in the middle. I don't know. Someone's probably going to say they'll take 12 life. I'll I'll bet a solid eight, and hopefully I'm not the top. But if I am, it's only eight, and I get seven new cards. I think I would still take that deal. And I think think that's the trick of playing this. You're finding that Goldilocks zone in between. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see play out. That's where I I see it feeling like Goblin Game, that I never quite knew how to play Goblin Game. But uh, is it Goblin Game? Yeah, the one where it's basically you just... It's, it breaks the, the fourth wall in a weird way because you have to grab objects. And so mm-hmm. you know, we were grabbing books and things around and throwing them on the table, <laughs> which is, is good fun. But that's the kind of thing. You kind of, you're essentially choosing a number. Um, and that one's always a bit funny because you can get like caught out if you, you didn't have enough or too much or that kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I like that. I think overall eight's like an, a decent one. And I feel like eight's just over what maybe other people choose. Like they might be like five or something like that. So, because uh, I feel like two or three is probably too little. And I, um, and it might be under that person who's desperate. Like, and I'm not saying mono white mm. players are, but they might have no cards, and they're like, I definitely need to be able to wheel. So the white player might say, <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> exactly, like, so you exactly. might be just safe to be under that person, but you got to be high enough so you're not the lowest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a great card for conversation. It's a psychological and, play internally. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, have fun with that one for sure. Uh, as I scroll down, see if there's any more I want to... Uh, I, mean, I could talk about the whole set, and the whole point is we're going to pick out a few that be like... Yeah. I mean, what about Gore, Gore Muldrock, Amphenologist? Yeah, Am- we got Am- there, we got there. Yeah, so I mean, the whole protection from salamanders thing is real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. I, I, my, my comment on this one was like, this is how you, uh, this is how you simic, and it's not yeah. about drawing cards, it's not about ramping lands. Like, there's a certain other one I'm not even going to talk about because it pretty much just does that. Uh, like a better tattoo over, but this one, this is what might get me playing simic again, which is super cool. So um, yeah, like one green blue Gormaldrak. Legendary creature, human scout. Love the scouts. 
you and permanents you control have pro- uh, protection from salamanders, like you say. At the beginning of your end step, each player who controls the fewest creature, uh, creatures creates a 4-3 blue salamander warrior creature token. 3-2. This is fun. This is just... This is really fun. It reminds me a little bit of uh, what was the Golgari one from, I think, a couple of Commander sets ago that makes plans for people. Like, that kind of stuff. Oh, um... Oh, gosh, oh what is that gosh. commander? It came out of the commander set. I've seen that do some damage. It was. We have a buddy who plays it, and they, they played it where they give they give a creature away, but then they have an enchantment that says all creatures get, like, minus one, minus one. Yeah. Oh, uh, and yeah, yeah, boom, boom. Um, you get the, um, you can say it, one ones. You just, like, knights, um, soul, uh, knights Betrayal. No, I'm doing an awful job of remembering cards. Uh, and I am or, too. Or just, just, just new, um, uh, new Carevec as well. The minus one. Yeah, new Carevec. That, that does it as well. Like, that's super cool. So yeah, um, yeah, it could be weird. What are we gonna do with Gore Moldrak? Make salamanders. Um, so, so well, it, we're, we're gonna make salamanders, but it's probably the only two color deck that I'm actually gonna be playing the card Forbidden Orchard in, which is you know taps for any mana, but whenever you tap it, you have to give an opponent a one-one spirit. Just yeah. making sure that you're gonna get the salamanders every turn. Um, but a real interesting combo that I saw someone on Twitter talk about is actually um, using the card Donate to give away an arcane adaptation to someone else naming Salamanders, <laughs> just so you have protection from all of their creatures all the time. Oh That's spicy. Gosh. I love it. I love it. That is so good. Uh, ooh, yeah. I'm really glad I got an arcane adapt- adaptation, um, what was a few months ago. It was just like, actually, no, when I could go back in the, in the, uh, the store, but... I was like, I just, I don't know what this is for now, but I know I'm going to need it one day. <laughs> There's just going to be a time. So, um, yeah, I, I love that thing. And, and shout out to a um, uh, friend of the show, Gabe. He's, he's just loves, loves otters, loves the weirdest creature types. And, and he's just like, this is mine. This is my commander done. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, there's some weird ones around it actually now that are in the, uh, the multicolored bit. And I think I love all of them and I can talk about all of them. It'd be great. Uh, one to the left is super funky. You're like of the scorched tra- uh, th- trash, thrash, <laughs> the scorched <laughs> like trash. The scorched <laughs> trash. <laughs> exactly. It's a trash fire. Uh, it's a jund commander. So one and jund, uh, so black, red, green, legendary creature, Viashino shaman. Some people love Viashinos. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, four, four vigilance. A player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. And then one tap each player adds a jun to their mana pool. I've seen some stuff that can be done with this thing already, which is pretty funky. Um, there's a lot of weird old cards that do stuff when mana burn was around, but essentially this puts mana burn back on the menu. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. pretty cool. I like it. So um yeah. I didn't is... I didn't play with mana burn, but this is a deck that does different things than what Jun typically does. And exactly. this has me drawn in because Jun feels like I sack this or I get a land or I sack this and you sack this. This this is very different. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. And have you never played Lord Slug? This is gonna be great. What's that? Have... Lord Slug. Who's Lord Slug? Have you never faced a Lord Slug deck before? No, who's Can't Lord say Slug? That I have. I'm not sure. Lord Slug. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, is Lord so... Slug a Dragon Ball Z? <gasps> <laughs> yes, that's what it's named after. <laughs> with Tales of Other Properties. Uh, Chesh, go for I it. like that Chesh just sighs, like, I can't believe you don't all you know. know exactly what this <laughs> is. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so roll, roll back. A couple of sets, mm-hmm. okay. uh, and there was a particular god who is Gruul. Xenagos? Uh, okay. yes. The Theros one? Um, mm. 
Theros. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name now, but I'll look it up. Yes, uh, I know. I know Clothis? Does three damage at the Clothis? The Clothis or Xenagos? Clothis. Clothis. Yeah. Clothis. Okay. All right. So there's two versions of this deck. Um, there is one, I think, that was a, an old Jund deck. Uh, but the updated one was the Gruel version, mm-hmm. okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, which absolutely was built around mm, making your opponents pay for bad decisions, as those are the Punisher and lots of those kinds of effects. I love okay. it. This, being a part of that deck, is going to be amazing. Like, basically forcing people to take Mana Burn mm-hmm. in a deck that just is a punishment deck is fantastic. Fantastic. So it's it's group slug, but it's Lord Slug because you need a uh, a fictional figurehead for this uh, and, and kind of a spokesperson for this deck. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's cool. And it's it looks like Piccolo. Yeah. Um or is it just a <laughs> I'm so I'm such a I'm so I'm such a DBZ yeah. noob. Yeah, I was like, what's the what's the, the race of Piccolo? Yeah, uh, um Namekian. 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 Those are the, the pink the pink characters. I didn't no. watch Dragon Ball Z. The the boo. Nope. Majin Buu? Yeah, Majin oh, okay. Buu's were the pink characters. Yeah. The Namekians were green. DBZ uh, fans are just shaking their head right now. They're they like, are. They're going to turn your podcast the off. They're like, person. we're never going to listen to Annie and Coil ever again. <laughs> 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 but Star Wars content, we've got covered. Exactly. Tons of That's time. right. They come to me for nerd stuff. It's fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, because Chesh spans the nerd waves in, in, in ways and, 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 and kind of uh, frequencies I can't even fathom. Because I can only handle my potato brain can only handle magic and maybe a little bit of Star Wars and that's probably about it. So this is the nerd way. This is the way. Speaking of which, Mando comes out, so it should be I out right now. Save that right? for entertaining. Is that I today? I already watched. Yeah, oh, I already yes. watched the episode. Right. I did not. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. All right. All right, we'll watch. We'll talk about it in entertaining for sure. Uh, but no spoilers. Exactly. Um, <laughs> moving moving over to uh, our favorite, and again, you know what? When it comes to any normal set. It's just I go straight to multicolor and go, what cool things am I going to build this time? And just mm-hmm. seeing new weird multicolor things, like two, three color, this is my jam. This is just the greatest happiness when I see new cards are just doing weird things. And I've never seen so many before, as we said at the start of the episode, like just mm, every one of them. And we can just keep going and going and going. But the the next one, I know Chesh wants to talk about this, this lovely friend. And I, I've just found my... My, my soul friend in magic now. This is, I want to hang out with this, uh, this character. Arkelos, the Lagoon Mystic. <laughs> one and a salt eye, so one black, green, blue. Legendary creature, Turtle Shaman. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> Two, four. Uh, as long as Arkelos, uh, Lagoon Mystic is tapped, other permanents enter the battlefield tapped. That sounds like a wide effect. Uh, very strange. As long as Arkelos is untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield untapped. So you get a uh, amulet of vigor as well. All the wacky stuff you can do with this guy. So, Chesh, tell me about Turtle Power. Sure. So you can either play this deck as the hero or the villain. Yes. I say this because you can either play this as a fuck off, I hate you, die in a fire stasis deck. Mm-hmm. Which I'll probably do at least once. <laughs> you have to yeah, for science. Do for science. Yeah, 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 yeah. For science. Or you can play this as a, an amulet of vigor deck, specifically around. Oh, I don't know. Maybe a gates deck where you just win. No, but you can't because you need ten of them. I mean, you, I, I guess. Have you ever played against my gates deck? I, do you, you've got Golos, don't you, or Niv? The the deck was based on uh, Golos base. Yeah. Okay, can you yeah. do it in three colors? 
No, you need you need five just to get all the the, the gates because there's a you have to there's have eleven, gates. isn't it, or twelve? There are uh, there's eleven. Yeah, so because speaking, there's like twelve or thirteen gates. I play Nivmis at Reborn, and Golos came out, and I was like, this would be perfect, amazing. And I'm like, everyone's playing Golos. I'm like, oh, I'll just keep it as Niv. It's fine. Um, I still love that deck to bits. Amazing. And when I got an Amulet of Vigor, I was so so happy. And so uh, Arkalos as well will be a, a welcome addition to that one. But yeah, the whole eleven gates thing. Very important information because if people coin onto the fact that you're trying to get Maze's End out, they pretty quickly fire up their land destruction and or their uh, graveyard removal. If they've got it. Uh, exactly, they could have it. But like people have seen, I I run a bit of recursion in there because a good way to find your lands is to dump a lot of stuff in your graveyard. Rift Sweeper. Yeah, and, and then people exile your land. and it, There's heaps, there's heaps if, of ways to if, prevent yourself from if you get down to, getting screwed over. Yeah, true. If, they, if you get down to nine gates, well, you've got to win the old-fashioned way, don't you? <laughs> so. But the, the point, the point, particular point for this deck... Yes is the fact that you can either play it as a deck that likes to have extra value because it plays shitty stuff that people think is shitty because it comes into play tapped, but will come into play untapped for you, Mm -hmm. which is amazing value. Or you can be the villain and play it as a stasis deck, which is just as bad as playing against stacks. Trust me, I've built stasis decks before. They're gross, they're horrible, and no one wants to play yeah. against them. So I say, just yep. for once, just for science, you just do it for fun. So I just like, it's yep. a Saltai deck. Saltai's just absurd. Like, it's a really good color combo. Uh, yeah, you can run Noldrotha. Yeah, awesome. Like, depends if you're doing something funky and, 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 and creative, whatever. But Put it in the 99. This, this is a turtle. Like, this is a turtle. It's is the coolest thing ever. So I, I, I'm so in for this and, and seeing, like you say, there's still a bunch of uh, ways you can play it as well. So you can lean on certain aspects of the card, which is always a great way to look at it. You can totally disregard a paragraph of text when building a deck. Uh, I mean, sorry, it still takes effect, of course, but you cannot play into it if you don't want to. You know, you can... It's it's the Zarathan thing. Everyone's like, but it doesn't have Commander Ninjutsu or whatever. It is like, it doesn't matter. It's just a cool flash card and it does cool stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that part. You know, that'll hmm, who cares? It's still fun. So yeah, go turtle. Uh, also, see the see the flavor text. Life <laughs> ellipsis is not dot 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 a race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I saw somebody out. earlier talking about building. Um, I think it was Plaid Cloud on on Twitter. He had posted Arcalos with um, vehicles, so you always crew your vehicle, so yeah. it remains tapped. <laughs> yep. And that, then it's I mean, actually a race. Life is actually a drag race. <laughs> yes. <exactly. laughs> I was just saying, what's that, the song? That, Life is a highway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's in my head. Say, like, the vehicles thing is something that um, that I brought up ages ago because of, um, oh, the sponsored video. Sponsored. With its one. Which deck was it? Something that needed to be tapped. It would have yeah, It would have been, name? yes, it yeah. would have been, because I was about to talk about the same thing. There's a couple of creatures that actually, are, it's in their best um, best kind of interest to be tapped, but sometimes you need to find funky the, ways to um, Arcane Maelstrom. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, Calamax to the max. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Calamax. Yes. So, like when I when I posted that video, the the deck actually the upgrade revolved around vehicles, so that you could always have Calamax tapped whenever you needed. Exactly. To. And this is very much in the same vein. So, it's, you called that you called that one Calamax riding in cars with boys. 
Yes, it was, it was <laughs> one of my favorite deck titles. Exactly, like even more so than <laughs> yeah. like Zur Tour de France. That was that was excellent. So I recently found some hot and, and Zur Tokyo Drift. Yeah, exactly. Number two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then somebody else tried to steal. <laughs> hey, take that. Thanks, MTG. Yeah, patent pending Chesh. Uh, so um, yeah, all rights reserved. Thanks. So the that that's been a weird actually. Uh, I know I skipped right over uh, Brewers notes this week, but I was just going to talk briefly about a skeleton ship deck, and I guess we're here. Uh, yeah, this has come up a couple of times, and it's been a thing I've been thinking about this this kind of thing. Chesh, like you say, some creatures want to be tapped. So skeleton ship. This is the second time I've built a skeleton ship deck, and I love it. Everyone who follows me on Twitter or has listened to one or two of these podcasts, and I won't stop about this this stupid creature that's actually on the reserve list. Uh, I love it. It's the best fun-loving art ever. There's skeletons and turtles. That's also why I love turtles. Uh, but skeleton ship, of course, just pings to put a minus one counter on something. Like, not particularly powerful. That's why I love it. But I was looking into all the ways to tap and untap things and all the wacky things that can happen, and you can start machine-gunning things. Yeah, that's awesome. There's things in the deck I've got that love to be tapped, but sometimes it's just good... Like, they have an effect for untapping, like that old it's inspired mechanic, or um, or just you don't want to put them in combat, that kind of thing. And, and they Or they have, there is effect, there's like a merfolk that draws a card whenever it becomes tapped, which just goes, oh, it's meant to be attacking, but it can do it through other means too, which is super funky. Someone playing Calamax the other day alluded me to these amazing lands. They just seem like throwaway commons from Out of Devastation and Oath, I think it was. With the Gatewatch. Holdout Settlement and Survivor's Encampment. They're both colourless lands, but you tap them and untap a creature you control to add a mana of any colour to your mana pool. So it does the Springleaf Drum thing. You just drop both of these lands in any of these decks that need to be tapped. So your Arkelos, your Calamax. In this one, I've got the Sphinx that's quite amazing, that when it becomes untapped, you flip the top of your library, and if it's a land, a creature, an artifact, pretty much anything but an instant or sorcery, it drops onto the battlefield just straight away. Arbiter of the Ideal, that's the one. You guys ever seen this card? No. I never found the place to play this card, but in a, in a deck that's tapping and untapping, which Arkelos could possibly do, it's a six-drop uh, six drop Sphinx that when it becomes untapped, yeah, like I said, you reveal a top card of your library, and the most part, like for the most part, you're going to get it as a permanent. Um, just drop it onto the battlefield with, with a, a counter that makes an enchantment or something. But basically, yeah, like if you start... Tapping and untapping this thing, that gets awesome. <laughs> that gets out of hand. And the other one I love, King Makar is always a classic one that wants to be tapped. Uh, and that goes into a vehicles deck. So same kind of thing, like interesting tech for the week. These lands, vehicles, sometimes like Smuggler's Copter is not a bad card to play in Commander. It's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> um, Looter Scooter, banned for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like really awesome sometimes early aggression, like your three like three in the air sometimes is good, but just the looting as well. So pack in a couple of those and uh, you can tap your creature. There's also the uh, the Caravan Chesh. I think you use that one, which is a three-drop matter rock. Cultivated caravan. Yeah, thinking. and you can you can crew that with your dude and and, and zoom. You know, I, I just had this vision of a stegosaurus riding a caravan. I loved it. It was fantastic. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <"Woo-hoo." laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, who did you who said about Blim comedic genius? That was someone I was talking to last night. You guys see this guy? Yes, with, it feels with, like it feels like the Zedru deck. Yes, exactly. But now with black, with more sinister things to uh, to to throw at your opponents, basically. Do you want to read that? Give one them off, like Andy? a 
Sure. So it's a Blim is a 4-3 flyer for two, a black, and a red. And it says when Blim, comedic genius, deals <laughs> combat damage to a player, that player gains control of target permanent you control. Then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but don't own. Love um, it. So you can give away some some really gross cards um, in black, um, I, I think cards like what Lich's Mastery. Yeah, um, that was fantastic. You can you can make it so that um, they have hexproof and can't lose the game. But whenever they gain life, um, and whenever they gain life, they draw that many cards. But when they lose life, for each one life they lost, they exile a permanent they control or a card from their hand or graveyard. So I mean, I guess they could give away the Lich's Mastery. So maybe that's not a very good one. But when it, oh no, because when it leaves the game, they lose the game. Yeah, it leaves the exactly. battlefield. There was a there was another one, wasn't there? From um, uh, is it the demonic consultation? No, I'm thinking of something else. I'm not seeing the HP. Are you talking? Um, so illusions of grandeur is similar for the Zedru deck. It's blue and it has when it leaves the battlefield, you lose twenty life. So you give yeah, it to someone, but you and gain you don't twenty on the, the cumulative upkeep because before you give it away, you you put the cumulative upkeep trigger on the stack for you. You give <laughs> it away and then don't pay it, and you can take someone out, and it's so mean. <laughs> Here, I have this gift. It's it is the will of Zedru. You must keep it. It's so good. Uh, yeah, this, there there's got to be so many fun things to play with this yeah, deck. There's, there's Giving a, away a demonic pact right before demonic the last is, ability. That was the one I was thinking of, that they just lose oh. the game. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. But you got to make sure you get all the good stuff first, and then you give it away. Yeah, exactly. So does demonic pact see the, the things that hasn't been chosen since it's been on the battlefield, regardless of whose control it's under? Yeah, that doesn't change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, there's a. I think MTG Goldfish did a, a, a modern deck on it one time where they did oh, the offering to yeah, give it away or that. something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have this, you lose. That's great. Uh, I was going to say too. There's there's other decks that care about uh, donating permanents, of course. The Zedru one, the more recent one, which is really interesting, like Eniaz. If you've seen that thing hum, it's an adjacent mm. one of those, mm-hmm. and and I I built one as well as a fun hate birds deck, but. That kind of effect, if you're you're exchanging control of things, if you want to lean into that effect completely, you can even do things like exchange the an aura, if it's an aura that's kind of attached to something that might be taxing them or something like that. It's just something that can stick around, you can use as a detriment to their game plan. Uh, I was just thinking like Soul Tithe, but that's in white. Uh, that kind of thing. It doesn't matter who controls it. It's just there. So those kind of things, if you want to really lean into that that kind of effect, that's a way to do it, I guess. You, you uh, use your, your enchantments and auras as, as kind of control and, and that kind of thing and then donate them. It's like, well, it doesn't matter who owns it. So, um, But, yeah, that would be a fun one. I expect to see some really cool stuff going around. So I think, yeah, everyone's just had their brewing hat on with this set. It's just been incredible. Um there's Zara. Oh yeah, Chess, you had it. You you were screaming about this one, weren't you? The uh, is it one? Yes, yes. Re- Renegade recruit. Yeah, this one's super cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is three a blue and a red for a legendary human pirate flying for three. Yeah, sounds alright. Whenever Zara Renegade recruiter attacks, look at the defending player's hand. You may put a creature card from it onto the battlefield under your control, tapped and attacking. That player or a planeswalker they control. Return ta- uh, return that creature to the owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Um, I, I, this is a bit chaotic because <laughs> a blue is renowned for bouncing stuff for value. Mm. 
even more so when you put this down and give it haste and smack maybe one person with their biggest creature but um gets even better considering the fact that it's in both blue and red which means that you can copy your bounce spells or you know maybe just play a cyclonic rift or you know include a spark double and then uh make mass copies of your spark double to copy zara so that they're all non-legendary zaras and then just attack everyone at the table bouncing all of their stuff and then getting multiple triggers to kill the table from all of your copies of Zara that are now attacking all of your opponents and uh, you just Cyclonic Rift and kill the table. Hi, how you doing? My name's Al. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will always look at the most interesting, unique and gross ways to kill a table yeah. that no one's going to expect. And this is going to be it. And it's going to be hilarious now you're probably wondering how those copies are going to have haste i've already taken care of that for you and (laughs) it it taps into the hashtag anger of the table because you just get anger and chuck that into your bin and you're sweet to go and you're in loot colors so it's fine exactly um exactly you're in loot colors it's easy to like you know to to get it into your hand and then just loot it away so that you know it's in your discard pile and then you just kill the whole table oh, i love it because the tables like become that point where the it, the game is a bit stagnant and no one wants to attack or you know you've got maybe one or two unblockable creatures that somebody's trying to pick you off with or pick somebody off somebody else off with and then you just like drop this and clone it and kill the table. Sign me no. up for this creature. This is cool. Do you, no. do you throw are, are a Bruderclad in the deck? Yes. Ab- you absolutely, absolutely will be do. throwing a Bruderclad in the deck. Now, so- do you, do you, are you going to fling their creature before the end step, <laughs> oh, or are you going to ghostly flicker it so you can keep it forever? So I, 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 I have you covered here, Coil. So uh, I don't know if you guys have seen my, my, one of my pet projects recently has been the Jory and Polymorph deck. Why Jory in? Because it doesn't matter. Hey, I just like hey, Jory. Jory. Goblin bombardment. Jory, yeah, well, exactly. Jory's not threatening at, in the least. And, and it's just, is it polymorph? There is a few effects stealing uh, stealing creatures. Molten Primordial is a really cool one. Um, just, but yeah, you, you steal other people's things and then you polymorph them and turn into your good things. So use them first, use it up all their value, and then you fertilize them. And just, wow. Like, Zara could switch over, except it probably then just makes it seem like there's a bit more going on and that's a bit more obvious what my game plan is. I like the whole idea that Jory's really non-threatening and it's like, what could this deck be? Who knows? Just polymorph. But yeah, this is this this is a card I want to play with with Jory completely. It's going to be sweet. So yeah, just yeah, turn, it, turn actually, it into an Ulamog. I was actually listening uh, to, to your latest episode here when you started talking about your polymorph effects and it got <laughs> me thinking... I, I have a, a, a teamer Aluna deck that's all about Ooh. making tokens and then mutating on top of those tokens and every other permanent in the deck is just a bomb. And I was like, yeah. I don't play any of the polymorph cards in this. I don't understand why I'm not. I need to yeah. start running all of these. Yeah, any yeah. any any token kind of thing and then you've got some big beef to turn it into is so good. Like the my favorite, favorite, favorite card of all of those is um uh oh, lost it now, but uh reality scramble. The the two red mm. red and it just I mean uh, Aluna yeah Aluna's in teamer isn't it? yes yes you're, you're yep. fine there so yeah two red red and it just uh, it puts it on the bottom of the library uh, and then it just it, it finds a permanent that is the same type but the important part of it is it has retrace so you can always get it back for land and so you just keep mm-hmm. repeating it it's just so cool cool art so yeah highly recommended for sure I want to see that deck come. <laughs> 
That and indomitable creativity. Indomitable creativity. Yeah. You're like, you know, I'm going to get rid of four creatures. And I'm going to get four four artifacts or creatures from my deck. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely use that one because it's quite. Um, yeah, it's 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 really uh, modular in a in a great way that you can do as many or as little as you want. I often use that to to give a leg up to. Uh, um, sometimes a player on the table is, that's kind of behind and I just offer a favor. I'm like, do you want me to turn your goblin token into something cool? Let me show you a magic <laughs> trick. <laughs> so it's just like, you can just, you can ask them and do it or you can just use it for removal. Like I, I'm, it's the chaos warp thing that I'm, I'm not opposed to using, uh, like one of my favorite, co- um, commanders is for Victor Sasmati, the one that he gets a chaos warp things essentially. And yeah. sometimes they will flip something good and whatever. Let's just play with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to remove the first thing and you just make another problem <laughs> that's <laughs> it's right sometimes. it's uh yeah but there's a chance not a boat it's fine so <laughs> exactly um i love it speaking of team did you see the, the all the cascade stuff going on was it one of you guys that said they, that they liked how much cascade stuff was going on because i think that's really really cool just it's a great it. mechanic. I oh mean, yeah, there, we we haven't we haven't seen Cascade supported this well ever. So mm. um, we we relied on uh, like Yidris and the first sliver before in order to actually give stuff Cascade. Um, other than that, it was just Maelstrom Wanderer, you know, allowing us to do dumb things in Teamer. But um, now we can. They, they they printed so much synergy around Cascade. Uh, this this new commander Averna the Chaos Bloom mm. actually is is going to uh, thrive, and and it's kind of at a, a more friendly mana cost to it. Three just green blue red for the four two elemental shaman, and it has that thing. At, yeah, so the effect is so cool here. As you Cascade, you may put a land from among the exiled cards onto the battlefield tap. So we've all known about Maelstrom Wanderer. Uh, kind of, I mean, if you've been playing for a few years, you know about the Maelstrom mm-hmm. Wanderer kind of players, and and that was just the team of commander of choice for quite a while. And it's, I, I love to look at commander over a period of time these days and go, oh, first of all, Maelstrom Wanderer is in the set, it printed a mythic, so going to be fun. Love some Maelstrom Wanderer, always, always just feels great. Creatures get haste, and you cascade, cascade when you cast it for five, six, seven, eight mana. But looking at creatures as like the felt like the granddaddy of creatures of yore, like the older creatures of Elder Dragon Highlander, uh, and not as old as like the original Elder Dragons, of course, but we're talking the ones that have been around at least five years plus. Um, and you remember the older tables where the, the who was it like Shivan the other day said, "Remember, uh, remember Tooth and Nail, <laughs> remember Insurrection." Weren't those the, they were the cards in the format? Like that was that was it. And I and and I was saying I I, I remember going like sometimes I go back to old episodes of like the Command Zone and um, like Commander and and um, Commanders Brew being a, a, around for a long time as well. And and just like just listen to the cards they were talking about back then, and it's really fun. <laughs> it's just the the things you got to you got to watch out for that Dead Eye Navigator and uh, that Maelstrom Wanderer um, uh, player at the table is definitely there. So it's just fun. Like Maelstrom Wanderer still kind of holds up, I guess, just for fun. But I think it's it's eight mana. <laughs> it's like you just got to ramp like crazy and get to it. But uh, yeah, Averna should be really really. Is it Averna? Averna yeah, Averna yes. should be yeah. really interesting because that yeah you you come in. What, what do you need more of? You need land when you're in Cynic. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it should be pretty wacky. But if you it's guys fi- say I finally- need it, I'll go for it. This is finally a commander deck that you can throw a Throws of Chaos into from Modern Horizons. Oh, my word, yeah. I just, love that Just card. four mana Cascade. That's I, it. 
I Air love that card so much. And it's, yeah, retrace, exactly. I love that card and it's an elegant piece of design that the card doesn't do anything. It's right. about <laughs> what it triggers in, in a really cool way. It's a cool way to have a repeatable sorcery, just if your deck cares about that kind of thing. Hey, I should throw it's in gonna- Jewelry. It's kind of really good. It triggers Jewelry. So you just get a card out of it because it casts two yeah. spells. Yeah, it's nice. But yeah, there, I, I think Retrace, like I said, with Reality Scramble, wow like it's 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 so powerful as a piece of card advantage to be able to dump your lands if if you just you got nothing else to do and play play another spell out of your yard that actually does get you some it like uh it does find something essentially usually so right. um yeah super cool have you seen i was going to ask so i haven't had a big fine tooth comb look yet but we're talking about cascade being quite supported in this set um and i was going to say or oh, i haven't talked about um this, of course, being a drafted set, which it is. Uh, I can't even think about that right now because I just, I know I probably will be able to draft it when it comes out, but I just, I've been at home for so long without going to like magic events or playing commander in person or anything like that. It just, it's so out of my mind right now that I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll get to play, like play this in person. But Cascade could be pretty wild as a, just an awesome mechanic. I don't think you can do wrong. But how many things now, like you say, that just, generally have cascade on them which makes them amazing and and just really cool so the first one i can see natural reclamation five mana instant destroy target artifact or enchantment so it's a uh it's a naturalized for five mana so you pay three more but it has cascade so you're getting a cool effect you often need yes five mana but you get something else out of it which you know everyone's played like a uh what's the the red green elf the um you know band in historic or whatever it is on on, uh, arena um, oh, blood braid elf. Yeah, uh, yeah, blood. No. Its, oh, yeah. The yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Some yep. some decks you just play that because it's a little creature, and if you care, like you might your deck might care about elves. Who knows? But like it just gets something else usually. And, and of if you, you're building a deck with with most cards have a purpose, so you're gonna get something nice, I guess. So that i think as spell with an effect you're paying a bit more but it has the gravy of cascade i think is always a cool thing and boiling it down to it always just feels fun i think that's the bottom line of why cascade is so popular it just feels cool who knows what you're going to get it's it's going to trigger something else so yeah what i was going to say is if you guys see any others that have cascade in that kind of vein in the like the bolt the commons and uncommons um, I, I really like uh, Maelstrom Colossus actually because it Ooh, is yeah. a a colorless cascade. So it's going to be you know there's nothing else left in the pack when you're drafting this set. <laughs> I'm going to just grab this this eight mana seven seven that's also going to net me another perm or another spell that is yeah. most definitely going to be under eight CMC in my deck. You're dead right there. That I think that is sneaky good, and it's just like it's just camouflage within all the other crazy stuff going on in this set be like oh there's every set seems to have an eight mana um do nothing colossus golem colorless whatever this yeah. one this one's really good like the just like oh we'll dump eight into it and see what we get for and like what's the worst you got a seven seven and a mana rock it's pretty good <laughs> it's fine yeah why not <laughs> i mean it gets it gets another card out of your deck that yeah. uh and I think you only you only play with a sixty card deck when you draft Commander. I think is yeah, correct. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. The for, forceful denial is another pretty cool. I mean, it's just a counter spell, but it costs five, but it has cascades. So you're like, I guess I counter anything, and then hopefully just get something. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're kind of we are we're heading into where I've got artifacts here, and it's probably a good place to go. Before that, I was just going to say 
we alluded to it before, but they are reprinting what looks like, uh, let's count here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, so far, partner commanders from C16. Um, so we've got Ludovic, Thrasios, Timna, Siddhartha Kondo, Ikrashidiki, Silas Ren, Vile Smasher the Fierce, Kaidel, I missed, I think, there. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so you've got those C16 partner commanders, uh, mostly mythic, it looks like, because they're pretty amazing. And I think in the context of this set, when a partner has two colors in it, mm, that's going to be very, very powerful because of the whole yeah. thing where you get another card in your command zone. And some of these, like Thrasios, are just insane and, and have been very coveted, of course. But I don't think March needs to be said about them, except for they're just prices may drop, hopefully. <laughs> I think they've just always been a bit too expensive. Um, yeah. But... Single single printing, so it's, it's going to get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, it'll, and it'll be interesting to see just because of their different artworks if the originals actually hold price, just being solid gold instead of like these new, like how Vile Smasher has like the split black red background. Yeah, and that's that true. Kind of stuff now. And that's true. Like, yeah, sometimes a soldier, whatever, and and all borders always was nice. But I think that the non foil thing, as as uh, we say here, we're proponents of not enjoying Pringles as cards as much. Uh, thanks yes. to the Australian atmosphere. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, we make some Pringles around here. Um, if you leave your cards out on the table, they will turn into Pringles. But it's kind of nice. I don't put foils as high on the list. But in saying that, I will do the thing that Andy's done and foil out a deck at some stage. And because I see I see Noyan Dar, I'm like, yeah, that's that's the love letter to a cool commander that no one else loves. And I was like, this is why Foils at a table with more people that are fans of non-foil than, than foil. We're usually half and half on our show. Huge proponent <laughs> of foils right here. I yeah. hate foils so much. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it even comes down to which sleeves I'm using. Like, oh, yeah. the, the matte ones, I can't even see the card. It's like, do I need glasses? Oh, it's, yeah, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's that, I think. Yeah. Uh, to each their own, for sure. But yeah, cool to see the the the, the partners done. But uh, there's a few more multicolors there. We can get back into them, I think, later on. But you know, they're all basically just they're all really cool, and and some more um, that we're excited to see, of course. But I think we need to talk about the artifacts uh, and <laughs> and artifacts. Talking about how they're reprinting all the diamonds, right? That's well, those are the important. That's actually that, that, that was going to be my um, my palette cleanser from the last one and and, and uh, last section and kind of just just have some some water, some water crackers before we get into the the uh, what do you call it? I guess your baked camembert uh, or your just intense blue cheese lotus <laughs> or the crown the crown jewel of the yeah, episode exactly we've been we've been leading to it and and i i, I i've been like we've had so much fun i we haven't talked about something big anyway uh but yeah no that's that's a non-zero thing chesh are you still there or did you disappear from discord you're still there good i heard a noise before you called uh we were talking about diamonds weren't we the Sky Diamond, Charcoal Diamond, Marble Diamond. There's two others, but they're not. I don't think they're spoiled yet. But I is can... it? I assume it's what Ruby Diamond. Is and it Ruby? Sapphire Diamond? And, oh, yeah, and Sapphire. Emerald, Sapphire. Or Emerald or whatever. So yeah, exactly. The, the the five colors of diamonds, which are two mana rocks artifacts, come in tapped, but they tap for a color. Fantastic and needed, like really sorely needed for like they're common. So you're gonna crack a few packs of Commander Legends. And you're gonna get some really important cards for your Commander decks. So. Just, just really cool stuff. Really stoked to see them. I think it was the charcoal diamond that might have been getting up to quite a few bucks. Um, 
maybe the no, Sky Diamond only. actually, I think was. The oh, one. really? Yeah. Yeah, Sky Diamond was pushing like eight or ten dollars um, pretty wow. recently. So, so mono, yeah, this- mono blue is very very popular, especially with artifacts and getting all the support that it has been recently, both in like Modern Horizons and Throne of Eldraine. So yeah, it made sense for the mono blue to go up in price. Oh yeah, man, I'm pay, I'm pay, uh, far more Dell. So yeah, mono blue rocks. <laughs> great um i <laughs> love that deck. um uh but we've also got like so they're fantastic um just just good get them put them in deck mask of memory is another really nice one that I, i'd love to have more of that's an un- uncommon just uh an equipment for two equips for one when a cre- cre- equipped creature deals combat damage to a player you may draw two cards if you do discard a card so this is like a nice form of if you can get an attacker and just repeated card advantage for the colors that need it and it's just nice uh, Arcane Signet at un- Uncommon is a pretty good one. We need more of those, That's I guess. Nice. Uh, very nice. Uh, Staff of Domination is a fun one. It's just like getting the, like, these old commander tools. Uh, and as you can see, I'm building up to the, the, the higher rarities, of course, and we're getting there. I can't. I do notice that, actually. Mm. It's like it's at the tip of my so, tongue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Staff of Domination is a fun one. Look at oh, I mean, it's just, a, you know, it does what it does. Um, it, the decks that want it we're going to play it and do wacky stuff with it and much needed reprint it was really that's true yeah i don't i don't think i don't think it needed to be that expensive whatsoever it's just a combo piece sometimes or whatever like um yep it has its places but it's like yeah it's not an evergreen deck for like not every deck benefits from not every deck wants it right yeah totally uh rings of bright hearts a good one um another great rings of rings of bright heart that rare yeah too that's true and this was a $60 card that they printed at Rare. I mean, I, didn't, I, know, I, I didn't know it got that high. Far out. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to allude too far into maybe the mythics that we're about to talk about. Oh, no, but, we're going there right uh, now. So. <laughs> so, 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 so two of these cards, so Scroll Rack getting reprinted as well yes. was huge, especially for the price. But, but Scroll Rack and Rings of Bright Hearth were almost equal in price. And Scroll Rack getting Thank printed you. at Mythic and Rings of Bright Hearth getting printed at Rare, I think is just huge, huge, huge for, for Rings to finally be affordable. Yeah. And I don't own one, and I, I could Neither. use two. I have two decks that want it. I just could not bite the bullet on, on Rings of Bright Hearth. But um, it, I think, to be fair, Rings of Bright Hearth fits way more decks than Scrawl Rack. Agreed. I think so, too, yeah, for sure. And, like, so Rings being, like, a uh, illusionist braces, but just a, a lot more evergreen for just a lot of things and, and just... Yeah, it's just great. And there's there's combos with it too, of course. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of effects on commanders that need this for sure. The scroll rack one was definitely I just want one. I really do like I've oh, yeah. I've bitten the bullet on I've got two Sensei's tops, open one back in EMA, and they're also I think I bought one when it was like only twenty five dollars and that wasn't too bad. I was like, that's on the higher end of what I'm willing to part with card like part with for cardboard, but it's good and they're just a lot now. But I do tend to have at least three decks on the run at any one time that care about the top de- the, the top card of your library for some reason. It's just an effect I really love. So scroll rack, really, really important for sure. So yeah. um, nice to see. Yeah, two mana artifact, one tap it, exile any number of cards from your hand face down, put that many cards from the top of your library into your hand, then look at the exile cards and put them on top of the library in any order. So you're just reordering the top and, and, and just seeing more cards, really, really important. So... Um, yeah, again, that's, I think, I don't know, dude, it's the same thing they say. It's like, I, I, people have a, a tendency to say, I, I just want to chuck in everything. I'm like, well, not necessarily every deck, but, um, it definitely, I don't know. It definitely helps. 
visual. It's super, yeah, super good. Like you said, in the top decks matters, but also in uh, in wheels decks, yeah, so that you can just get rid of the bad cards in your hand, then wheel it away. And um, if you if you if you have you know a card like Wheel of Fortune or the new wheel that they're they're printing here, which which is actively a Wheel of Fortune, as long as you uh, don't don't bet the least amount of life. I like to call um, party wheel. <laughs> party <yeah>. wheel. <laughs> party wheel. Exactly. It's stuff that doesn't make you shuffle your library. You'll at least yeah. be able to get to just discard the cards you don't want, get a new seven, get a brand new top deck. Yeah. So I've always found scroll rack an incredibly fair card. Like it's just it's just good, but it's it's you know, there's nothing crazy broken you're doing with it. You're just kind of um optimizing your value at any one time kind of thing. So um then yeah, next to that is a uh, a bit of a I'm realizing now, someone said it, I can really see it now, it's bugging me. It's off-centered for how iconic it is, how just powerful and... I, I like to say powerful, it's pretty powerful, but like the, how iconic this thing is now for and, and, and the attention it's it's receiving and the art's not even particularly centered. So so I was on that stream, so moderate, moderately anonymous MTG had mentioned it. So the pillow is almost off-center to the right, but then the lotus is off-center to the left. <laughs> I was going to say, and I can is, see it now too. Is it just because the half of the pillow is more illuminated and half in shadow, and you can't see it to kind of give it a basis? But yeah, I assume it's because what we're seeing is the extended art, which is just the art blown up, and when it's smaller with the actual border, yeah. I think it's just that's how the the art was designed. I think you're right because I think some of the um, the extended arts people said before they just do the art extension on the left or something and they might even drag the art out to one side rather than symmetrically and sometimes that might happen. I've seen it before like they they might not actually have much to add on from that was actually done of the original painting but who knows. So anyway, you've, you've seen you've seen how off-center just black lotus is, right? Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not even trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the one that got me when we were talking to Shapewave about um the what are they? The what do you even call the specialty ones? The showcase art double masters cards. The mana symbol on each of them in the text box at the top is vertically off center by a significant margin. Actually looking at Ramos next to this, same deal. Why is it oh that bothers me. Uh it's just like it's it doesn't need to be. You can drop that down, but it's just like just like plonk there. Anyway, graphic design nonsense. Anyway, so <laughs> Chesh, you ready to yell about this this car that out of the sky is falling and the world is ending and magic is dead and 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 you know, sorry I sorry for anyone that's like thinking that, but not sorry. Um just I don't know. Calm what, down. Yeah, calm down. It's but it's not broken. It's not broken. It only allows you to play a commander early. Yes, it's very, very good. No, it's not an auto-include in every no. deck. Yes, it's going to impact CDH. Yes, there's ways to actually get around it, a.k.a. Uh, counter it, uh, ways to destroy it, uh, forcing people to play early removal. Unsummon the creature they played. No, no one should really be complaining. No, anyone anyone should not be complaining about this because it's really just not as broken as you might think. Yeah. Yes, somebody paid a thousand dollars for a, a pre-order. Can't of <laughs> that for real? Uh, yes, people are buying this pre pre-release for two hundred dollars a pop because they think it's got the name Lotus, so therefore it's gonna be worth money. Uh look, free mana is free. You should read the card, I by the way. I, we haven't even done that. So. I get your word. Yeah. 
you know what you want to do, though? Hang on. Do you know what you'd want to do? <laughs> what? Go and build your deck around this, proxy it into your deck, and then come at me telling me that it's broken. Yes. Okay? And mull- mulligan until you, you have that, it. Yeah. Exactly. Then you have an, a basis, make it as gross as you can, and then tell me that it's broken, which you won't be able to do because it's not broken. It's very good. Yeah. It is I not should... broken. It's not an auto-include in every if, day. If anyone hasn't Some seen games, it, we should read it out, when though. you hit this, not unlike when you hit a, a fucking soul <laughs> ring, you're absolutely going to be ahead of everyone at the table. Oh my god, what am I gonna do? Oh, it's so broken. Ban it. And then I'm. Oh my we've god. We've said it before. It's we've said it before too. Anything that brings vitriol to the 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 cag or anything like that, or the yeah the rules like the rules group, like just just simmer down, please. Like that's it, these a piece of cardboard. Well, you shouldn't be it's, like. It's funny you should mention that. So to quote the RC. Mm-hmm. No, they are not emergency banning this. Yes, they are keeping their eye on it. Yes, they feel that it's a very powerful card. No, they're not emergency banning it because it's not broken. Correct. If you don't like it, rule fucking zero it with your group. Yes. Uh, Right. Don't whinge and complain about it. Action. Take action in your group. You don't need to whinge black and blue that you think that this is the most broken and and wizards don't care about community players at all. <laughs> we broke Jess. We broke him. If wizards I'm, cared about, I'm, I'm just if... I'm so over the negativity for no good reason. If wizards, especially with commander players, if wizards really I... cared about commander players, they would dedicate an entire set to commander players. I, I know, right? Oh. oh boy, howdy! Look at that. And why would they do that? They want to make money, not out of those casuals, also, those filthy casuals. It's also the thing too. It's like I've said it before, but how dare they trying to like make money? It's like they are a company. Mm-hmm. So just... we talked about this on stream the other day, and and. Really, Chash, what you said about regulating this in your own internal playgroup. It's like, sure, I am going to play this for science so that I can play a four CMC commander sooner or more redundantly, right? If I don't have a mana crypt and a soul ring and whatever it is that I need on turn one, this this makes it easier. But you could already do it. I've got... I I have access to mana crypt. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. How is this any more broken? Like, come on. Because it gives you colored mana. One color. Okay. One, one color. color. It's, it's a dark ritual for free. I get that it's scary. I know. I know. But it's not broken. That's the way I see it. It's extremely powerful. I, it is not broken. I see it as a ritual. So it's, and I'll let, I'll let um, Annie Coyle kind of get into it a bit more because I'm very keen to, to hear more of what they have to say about it. But I should even just, like, I'll read it off first, of course. It is it is Jeweled Lotus, zero mana, artifact, sacrifice Jeweled Lotus, add three mana of any one color, spend this mana whoa, only. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. Tap and oh, tap sacrifice. Tap and sacrifice. Exactly, sorry. Yeah, you got that turtle, turtle out there. That we spoke yeah, about. Yep, yep, yep. You can't, you can't anyway, do that. Anyway, yeah, add three mana of any one color. Uh, spend this mana only to cast your commander. So it is Black Lotus for your commander only. Only your commander. Um, 
And that's the thing. It's yes, anything that is close to Black Lotus, people are like, wow, hold on, hold on. This format's broken and like everyone's going to, it's going to ruin the thing. And that's been, there's a lot of commentaries about that. And I think that's the bit that's just like, well, settle down. Like, I think, yeah, let this kind of drift into the organic nature of play and, and our games. And, and then we'll make an assessment once this organically kind of, uh, plays its course what you know that kind of thing rather than a lot of people that just you know, i already know how this is going to play out and it's like no you don't not necessarily no. commander i made a point before and i kind of i i kind of just said dot hand but it was it now means i, I realize that it, it's the way i think about commander essentially it's self-correcting like this is an organic game that has yeah like we say a social contract that if someone's doing it to like ramp out that that grand arbiter augustine the fourth if they really like doing that kind of thing well are they going to cultivate a great friendly play group around them maybe not so much they might not be invited back like it's just <laughs> it's that kind of thing so and, and i know i think andy and coil had a few great points to make on that but uh, it was just i'm just not worried <laughs> i'm really not it's we'll see i think that's it we'll see it's not going to break anything right now mtg lexicon and i think it was g3 that wrote it but he made this great point, and I kept, I, I keep going back to it. It's just like, well, how many, you know, tens of twenty thousands of cards like we've got? It's amazing when you really look at it. How very few of those have ever broken anything, like broken, and like it's gonna be fine. It, it will be. I don't think it's particularly like I, I see it as a ritual essentially. So yeah, now's the time, Andy and Coil, jump in because I'm running out of Coil. Time. Coil, would you like to start us off here? <laughs> I would love to start us off um, to talk about the commanders that see the the best uptick oh, when it comes to this card. My favorite, uh, and and they're the throne of Eldraine legendary creatures that no one's worried about whatsoever. <laughs> that actually have three pips of the same color. In in their casting cost. <laughs> so you have Linden, Gadwick, which I don't even think you, I don't even know if you want to run this in Gadwick because you need to put something yeah. in its X in order to actually make it happen. Ayara is probably the best case scenario, but as we already mentioned, Dark Ritual gets Ayara out on turn one already, so you yeah. don't even need this card. Um, Torbrand, probably one of the better ones to, to yeah. get a Torbrand out on turn one will so be good. pretty powerful. <laughs> um, but, I mean, outside of those, the, the only fun thing about this is it doesn't say cast it from your command zone. So if you do play, like, a Squee the Immortal deck so you can cast him from any zone, um, that's pretty cool. Emery, Lurker of the Lock, being able to recur it if you are somehow, like, trying to blink Emery or cast Emery as many times as you want. Um, the only, like, really powerful deck this might actually be Increasing the power to uh, potential turn one wins would be like a CEDH version of Kirk's Son of Yogmoth, being able to get him out on turn one. And then you don't have to pay mana for any of your other abilities, which is inherently the problem with that deck and not Jeweled Lotus. So it, it's just like there's there's so many other cards that do so much more stuff. that th This is going to help some stuff out, but it, it's just it's just help. It's just another mana rock. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's every deck, like like you say, Chesh. Like, it's just... It's going to be a dead card sometimes, even. It's you know, totally I really want to play this card. in my, my Rona Disciple of Gix deck. Yeah. Because it, it, it recurs it immediately. So Rona comes in and says, Exile target historic card from your graveyard, and you can cast cards exiled with Rona. So... so you, you can cast Rona and then play it down. And then it feels like you have just sitting on the board something to pay your commander tax one and then one, one and a half times. Um, 
but it's not it's not going to break a ton of commanders. And looking at the four CMC commanders that I'd like to play this in anyway is just to make it a little easier on on you. So like an Azuri Cloth Progress would be a little better if you can mm-hmm. get it out on turn one. Mm. It would be great. Azuri's a little slow. You're playing a bunch of small creatures and you need Azuri to be out before it gets any of its if you know if of its experience counters. But it's not doing anything particularly good for three, four, or five color commanders. You're really benefiting one and two. Um, I like it. I mean, I'll certainly play it in, but I don't, it doesn't belong in every deck. Yeah, exactly. It might might actually be more detrimental to some people because if you have a starting hand that has one land and a jeweled lotus and you can get your commander out on turn one, you're going to be tempted to keep that hand and then someone destroys your commander with a Pongnify on turn one and now you're stuck on one land. And and isn't that great that I think that's almost the... um, uh, Some some cards really exhibit a... Like, they break... Uh, they're not, they don't break the wall, but they just thematically work so well, almost from a top-down design, that it's just too tempting in those instances that people will do it and then be completely hosed when they put went all in on this hand, when it's so easily interruptible by an unsummon or something. And it's like, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the whole, I, I love the Bolas' Citadel, when you get you just get absolutely blinded by greed when you feel the power. And you just keep going until you're almost dead, and I've done that a few times. And it's like, well, I just want more cards. I can play more cards. You, I can't. You stop had myself. a lot. Of, you had a lot of fun up to that point, though, didn't you? Yeah, I was. I was. Lying <laughs> it will be so fun when you do this on turn one, though. I'm, like, I'm I mean, on two life now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The rush. My heart's going to be beating. Oh, watch what I can do, guys. Yeah, and everyone does. Yeah, everyone does that meme face. So <gasps> it's like, yes, what? <laughs> Surprised knows. Pikachu face when yeah. it gets pongified, though. <laughs> Well, now you have a turn one, three, three monkey. <laughs> I, I I did think it was a, an interesting rules interaction that with cards like Doubling Cube, um, the extra three mana that you would get does not have the caveat that it can only be oh, cast on your commander. All right, we've, bro- we've broken it. We've broken it. That's that's yeah. We have, you just have to get a Doubling Cube out before you cast your mm. your zero mana. How we do uh, that? Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah. Do we need to play show and tell? Yes, maybe. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> bottom line, I think I'm I'm looking forward to about a week's time when the dust settles and people simmer down a little bit, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh and more importantly, actually when people start playing it, you're like, oh yeah, guess what? It's not ruining my tables. Uh because I think it was gonna take something a lot stronger than that to tear up the fabric of friendship and <laughs> things like that, the reasons we play the game. So, you know, all that soppy heartfelt stuff. But it's, I'm not concerned. I'm really not. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's it's like, going to be fine. This is fine. I think it's a fair it's card. Exactly. I, as someone was saying, oh, isn't it funny? Like, just, this is the type of card, like, since when have non-commander playing pros got involved in this debate and stuff like that? But, and yes, they, some people have said some things, but, one of my favorites was Patrick Chapin was saying it's one of the most elegantly best design cards he's ever seen. <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant. And he's like, he, he made that point that Black Lotus like effects don't, uh, like ritual like effects don't actually scale very well for multiplayer. They're incredibly no. broken in 1v1. Like you're just getting such an overwhelming advantage over one player. That's the point. And it's like when it's there's three other players there with with full grips of, you know, and that's the thing. I, I, someone uh, people are saying to it's like if do we want this this what, do we want this game to be pushed in a, in a uh, direction of you've just got to run more answers? It's like 
it's always been that way. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. it's that's the, that's a very fundamental nature of the game that it, it does actually pay to have some interaction, and that's the thing. It's like how, how is how odd is it? How is unsung in a in a game like this? We've been talking so long about hey, maybe you're not running enough answers and removal. Yes. To now, people are like complaining because how dare you force me to run, to run more answers and <laughs> they should have already been playing. Which is the name? And if they're playing, like some sort of weird paradox. Yeah, thing. if it's that kind of game, you're playing Battle Cruiser Magic anyway, and it's like, oh, the, you broke my contract for like removing my Battle Cruiser. How dare you? Like, I I thought we we're playing the game where we could just assemble our Battle Cruisers and no one interacts with each other. It's like, no, like it's, yeah, I feel like I'm known as the one in our playgroup as the one that plays too many answers because I casually am just like, I need another card. Oh, I have black. Let's throw in a go for the throat. Yeah. And it's like, why are you playing this? Because why not? Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to be really good and no one's going to see it coming. And and, sure. and graveyard removal for coil. Yes. No. Um, okay. So coil warped our entire our entire <laughs> meta. And I, if I can run a Bojukabog, it belongs. <laughs> exactly. I, I run, I run graveyard. I pick away at graveyards. And, um, but that's why, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I Gotta make regulate the, it. I make the playgroup a better playgroup is the way that yeah. I look at it. That's true. That, and you're, that's not <laughs> wrong. I, I wouldn't have had it for the games that I play online against other people who do the same degenerate things. And, and yes. I'm like, oh, yes. I have an answer because coil. That and that's actually the most one of the, the the most magnificent elements of Commander in my play I've seen evolve over this year. That I'm playing so many different playgroups that we're no longer so much contained into our own playgroups because we've been forced to get out of our bounds of these tables and get on the webcams. And you're experiencing so many like different ways of playing and like card styles and and all just like people's people's tendencies to play certain kind of things in a way that running more generic answers without a sideboard is is good. And I don't think in a way that kind of takes away anything from, um, uh, yeah, it doesn't take anything away from like running your creative stuff in your deck or anything like that. It's fine. But it's, it's, it's just, it's just been healthy. I think like it's, you just get to see a lot more going on that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't run a, run a naturalize or a similar effect. Like you've got to have these things like it. We've we've got um uh what's his name Unsummoned Skull who uh, I've been talking to a bit and 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 he's got an amazing series of just uh, all the different ways to run Unsummon his favorite card <laughs> and all the different <laughs> types of effects and I was gonna say uh, we were even um, rewind to I was talking to Andy last week about we were speaking about potentially doing like a spooky themed episode before all this Commander stuff came out and we're like ah this is fine to talk about this. One thing I was going to talk about on theme for the unsummoned theme was definitely run turn into a pumpkin, like because that just works with a spooky theme. It's a pumpkin, like it's that kind of thing, you know. But unsummoned effects are always great. Sometimes they're the surgical answer you absolutely need, and and I've said before, like they sometimes are the proton torpedo to the Death Star. Like yeah. one one mana can undo a whole house of cards sometimes. So that's right. Yeah, that, that's my favorite answer. Also, to anything put out by Edgeworld Lotus and Unsummon. <laughs> just just a just a, just a, to touch on the uh, the spooky theme because it's something I've been wanting to say. I was a little disappointed that that we weren't talking about it because I was definitely going to bring up zombies and and talk about about the phrase down under with you guys <laughs> about where these zombies come from. 
from under the floorboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I didn't think about that. That's that's actually really cool. So I mean, I I know we've we've kind of it's what is it Halloween tomorrow for you guys? It is today. Yes. yes. So happy uh, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Exactly. Um, uh, be careful handing out treats and all that stuff. I know uh, different states and everything uh, around you guys are, are, are handling it different. Is it cancelled here, Coil? I actually don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I looked up. I looked up the times yesterday. I don't know when the article was listed, but they're supposed to be trick or treating from six to eight tomorrow here. So, I'm not hmm. sure. I'm gonna have candy, and I'm gonna individually bag it and like hang it up on clotheslines. Yeah, or whatever. that's the way to do it. Can, yeah, exactly. They, kids can come by and grab it, and if they grab six bags, I, I ain't gonna watch. They can have it. They probably yeah. won't get that many <laughs> trick or treaters. So, yeah, exactly. But yeah, be careful out there. Anyway, that's that's a side note there. But um, I think what we'll do, we we might. There's a couple a couple more if you guys still have it in you to um to yeah, quickly chat about because I, I mean that's the thing. We're like you say halfway through spoiler season. I've never had a set like this where there's this many cards to talk about. Because everything is made. Can I quickly talk about? Well, that's what I was about to get to. Because I wanted to say, um, while I'm down here in the um, the the multicolored stuff and the artifacts, the other five, uh, what do you call it? Battle bond lands are there. The um, enter the battlefield tapped unless you have two or more opponents. So just essentially tap lands. I mean, sorry, dual lands without types. Really great for commander. Always nice to see the other five of those. Printed mana confluence is also the uh, the box topper uh, buy box promo on this set, which is always just a nice welcome inclusion. So fixing has it covered mm-hmm. on this one. Um, Path of Ancestry is a nice one for tribal decks. Railway Crew Tower, Command Tower, like all these just nice commander pieces. Anyway, you'll find them all in this set. But yes, Chesh, I was going to say I think you need to do after uh, after the fun Jewel Lotus chat the palette cleanser of. Something else, re- I mean, Jewel Lotus is nice, but what's something really nice and positive to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> here's, here's something not on my list, it's gonna come from left field for everyone, but I hope you enjoy oh, it. <laughs> Liza, Shroud of Dust. This is two colors a white, a white, and a black for a legendary angel. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Already, already, this is sounding this good. One's cool. What is it? It's a flying lifelink 5 5 angel. Yeah, right. That's cool. Fine. Rather than pay two mana for each previous time you've cast a spell from the command zone in this game, pay two life that many times. Yeah, sounds pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Not not bad. Like alternate alternate reduction on the uh, commander cost. That's interesting. Yeah, always fun to see. Oh, wait for it. Whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. Take that. That's, Hi, yeah. I want to play Death and Taxes <laughs> in Commander. Yeah. I'm going to play Death and Taxes in Commander mm-hmm. with a de- Death and Taxes Commander, and I'm going to tax everyone. Oh, this is cool. This is how you're all I was going to say, Kambal exists and is good and sometimes just completely annoys the whole table because it's actually just... Kambal has taken me out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And like I was sometimes- like, I can't cast spells anymore. I'm done. The game. I have six life. I literally cannot do anything anymore. <laughs> it just and again, top down design. That is what a uh, literally like a, a a bureaucrat feels like. <laughs> it's just dra- <laughs> draining you with litigation. Exactly. Um, <laughs> this is an amped up suit suit imp. What yeah. suit imp was uh, two black and a colorless for an imp flying. 
whenever a player plays a non-black spell, that player loses oh, one. Oh, that's nice. Just a little yeah, one too, nice. right? So this entire deck is basically going to be tax effects with some smaller, awesome, you know, easy-to-cast creatures to finish the game off, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, chuck something like uh, Baneslayer Angel in this as well to help finish your opponents. I mean, you're probably thinking about maybe Angel Tribal, so you're going to play, like, Lyra Dawnbringer so that your other angels get plus one, plus one, and have life. Yeah, just ways to chuck up your life total, exactly, just to offset that, for sure. Yeah, so the theme of this deck could be, like, Angels and Imps or something like that. Like, say if you've got your big, busty angels that are, like, busting and kicking ass. (laughs) And then you've got your tiny little imp boys who are, like, coming in to just kind of, like, gnaw at the ankles whilst you're heavily taxing the entire field. This is great, and I'm so excited to get a copy of this and just to play a tax deck. I really am. We're going to have so... I'm not going to be preventing people from playing the game, but I'm going to punish them for playing the game. Yeah, but it's, like, it's not oppressive. It's just, like, just think about how many spells you're casting there because you've got to pay the... You've got to pay the ferryman. You are... You, you, you want to kill my commander? That's fine. Just remember that when you do, it's going to cost you at least two You'll life. At least exactly. and the, two life. And the Villas player sitting across the table from you is like, oh, sweet, free card draw. Yeah. V- v- well, Villas yeah, was exactly, what I was thinking right? of straight away. Or you're going to play Villas yourself. Yes. Yeah. I was being... Because uh, you're absolutely going to play Villas in I've this been thinking game. about that for a while, <laughs> that there's a, there's a few cards that do care about when you lose life, and I really enjoy those. I think it's really, really funky. So... Um, that's a that's a great pick, Chesh. Um, and I, as I said, there's there's at least like five others I could talk about, but they're just gonna. They're, they're so oh, so nice. I just want to build so much, and we're going to be going nuts with those. But I, the one I was I was alluding to about your uh, palette cleanser, I was thinking you wanted to talk about um, oh, two black cards actually, but the vampiric tutor. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I kind of touched on that it's earlier. Just, it's just um, nice the fact that we get a reprint of vampiric tutor, which is great. Yeah, um, it's it's been reprinted recently anyway uh like within the last two years but do you know what really is so much a better palette cleanser tibash hang on there's there's something i should say here do you know what's really a, a, a just such a better palette cleanser uh a biscuit no what no. <laughs> did nobody catch on to that one a palette thinks of the second son <laughs> hold on with there's a reason why I said it twice. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this is Sounds six colors and two blue for a creature sphinx with flying. It's a six yeah. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you get an additional beginning phase after and this phase. what's a beginning that phase, you may That means that ask. you get an extra untap, upkeep, and draw step. I love this because you're just like, oh, that sounds okay. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Hi, you get an extra untap, Upkeep and draw stuff. I love the idea that it's a sneaky uh, double combat as well. Oh, you think that's like sneaky? It's, no, as in it's just not that apparent to some people, I don't think. It's just like, oh, that's... I, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't technically get double combat. Oh, no, you don't. The Sorry, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm a potato you... brain oh, moron. Well, hang on. <laughs> let, let me show you how gross this card can be, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So... There is a particular deck that taxes people during their upkeep. Oh, yeah. Hmm. You can already give people an extra upkeep. Now, if you clone this, if you make clones of this, (laughs) and then you donate them to people Mm -hmm. and force them to have extra upkeep steps. Mm -hmm. This is the most creative way to delete a player. Yeah. (laughs) 
what's the way to tax them? What? <laughs> so I really want to put this. I, I used to have a Zedru deck. And I guess, again, we're talking about Zedru here. But a Zedru gives away permanence at, at your upkeep. And uh, you can already play the card Paradox Haze, which Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of Enchanted Player's first upkeep each turn, they get an additional upkeep. So you would get three upkeeps. I want three upkeeps. Yeah. I want all the cards. (laughs) That's... I mean, you can also... What is up with this train? You you also get extra... Um, everything going through an extra untap step means anything you play during main phase one is going to not have summoning sickness anymore. Mm, that's right. So you'll I be did. able to... <laughs> yeah, so you can play that uh, the uncommon polymorph uh, legendary. Oh, Jalira. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can play Jalira main phase one, and then main Ooh, phase two. You can start yeah. activating her already. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of that. That was kind of what I was getting at with combat thing. But as as I said, I was just that was that was a bad uh, bad kind of estimation of how it works. Like, oh no, you don't actually get combat. But the things that right. gives them pseudo haste, I guess. So but abilities. But with giving uh, with making copies of it and giving it away, I mean, yeah, playing cards like a like a Teferi's puzzle box or something, so you have a different hand for main phase one and what? than you do for main phase two, and yeah, just just play with the table. I I, I love how that was your uh, your angle in that one, Trish. That was the that might be the most hipster yeah. way to, to delete a player if you uh, ever ever work that way. Yeah. So yeah, achievement unlocked. Well, look, I mean, there's a particular deck that's that's based around like. Well, during your upkeep, don't forget you have to do this thing. I'm forcing yeah, you to. Mm-hmm. So, giving everyone extra upkeeps on top of the extra upkeep you've already given them with the other card, like, sure. like creating copies of this and donating it sure as well, do. and just going like, well, now you get like three upkeeps, yeah. <laughs> like, just super turbo love upkeep, it. and like punishing everyone at the table is. Amazing. I, I love it because yeah, this is uncharted territory. Like making new beginning phases. Like that's that's something that has been done before. That's super cool. Above it, I have a card that's already my favorite in the set. That's, yeah, that's technically not what do you correct. Mean? What, uh, who's done beginning not, phases? Not not in total. We've we've got things that give extra upkeep. I know that, but you're yeah, right. The, the full extra beginning phases. Yes. Thing. I just want to clarify uh, know, that before somebody that. jumps in and says, <laughs> Well, actually, <laughs> we've already gotten extra upkeeps I'm, I'm before. Thankful. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm thankful. I think we've weeded out those kind of listeners anyway. That um, the actual, <laughs> the, the will actually. <laughs> so. They're going to come back. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that's what all your listeners sound me. like, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chet's internet these, person These voice. are not our <laughs> listeners. These, these are the ones that just kind of stumble across the podcast and they're actually like, Yay! They have very flat. Flattering voices. Exactly. These, <laughs> Very the, Fran Drescher of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yes, yes, exactly. So I, I'm glad we don't have the well actually, but they may exist. They may just not say anything yet. So, yeah, all right. Come out of the woodwork. Come at me. Um, mnemonic mm-hmm. Deluge is the card above I absolutely adore. Um, sorcery, exile target, instant sorcery card from your graveyard. Uh, copy that card three times. You may cast the copies without paying their mana costs. Exile Mnemonic Deluge. Six blue, blue, blue. I love my sorceries. At least nine mana. And just big, dumb, awesome. And uh, I love Spelltwine. So this is this is right on the um, uh, the menu. You can cast it with Spelltwine. That's fine. Or you can do just the similar thing. Cast other thing. You can have three, three Rise of the Dark Realms 
What does that do? Absolutely nothing. It just does one. <laughs> I saw someone go, I can have three living deaths. Oh, wait, that doesn't do what I wanted it to do. This card seems really fun in like the Enet Cryptic Sovereign deck because yes. it's an yeah. odd CMC. So you're like, I'm just going to cast this right now for free. And I'm going to pick this card from a graveyard. It doesn't have to be yours. My and I'm going to do it text. three times. Yeah. And it's just great, exactly. And that's why I love spell time for that reason. Like, pick out something that someone else has in their graveyard, especially if you're milling them. Just amazing selection there. But the A graveyard thing, same with my reanimation. I like to pick from everyone's graveyards. Like, that's really, really important. But this one also has the cast. You you copy that card, which is a weird way to phrase it, I guess, but it has to be. And you cast three Mm -hmm. times. So anything that cares about casting, bit nivmis or whatever, like, you, it's not copying the spell you copy the card and get you to cast those ones so in- interesting one there but yeah, yeah wacky big splashy mythic i love it so. just get three copies of expropriate or something that you gross oh, someone said that i'd shuffle up and just walk away so um yeah, yeah. Thanks. it's you know when, <laughs> when they when they released this card it was in pretty quick succession with the with the black mythic profane transfusion which is another nine cmc uh, and in black, and I was already thinking that Eureka could really, really use these nine CMC yeah, cards exactly. to really ping the entire board. Um, but then I know Eureka also does play like a like a top end Eureka deck, a tempo Eureka deck would play extra turns. So yeah. being able to get three extra turns with a card that just pinged the entire board for nine, you know, <laughs> really, really good uh, synergy there. Did you say three? <laughs> Exactly. Do we uh, think this is going to be a cycle? Because we only see the blue and black at 9 CMC. Do we think we're getting a triple pip, white, red, and green card? I Difficult probably. to tell. Uh, but they, that's the thing. I think lately they've done a few that don't have the cycles. Uh, what was the, the inscriptions, I think it was, from Zendikar? And yeah. they literally said, oh, the other two, was it the Boros, um, the white and the red ones, just yeah, don't white, have good red. effects. So they're like, we couldn't think of good things, so we didn't do them. Like, all right, so you don't always have to have a full cycle. That's fine. Which, yeah. Yeah, because we had the same question about whether or not there was going to be uh, a Planeswalker partner in every single color as well. And mm. it's, again, difficult to tell. You, they're, they're probably going to even out the mythic and rare uh, number of cards in each color, but maybe not the same exact permanent types yeah and, and getting right. closer to the uh the the end of uh when there's only a few cards left to spoil like people can use and usually numb crunch those and figure that out anyway but um it's yeah uh yeah who knows it could be kind of cool but uh one of the last things i will point out uh i'm just stoked to see a lot of monarch coming back and yes. monarch is just always awesome it's just really nice oh yeah sometimes you wish monarch could just be in the game from the get-go and and sometimes you even play that common uh death touch um is it the thorn no the 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 black rose one thorn of the dusk rose dusk rose exactly that one's yeah there you go the four mana one three death touch and enter the battlefield you just become the monarch that's just such a good thing again interactive fun games when that gets introduced into the game it's then going to affect the rest of the game in a really great way as far as just kind of uh, changing the dynamics of combat who's people attacking and who's the monarch gets to wear a crown and, and and it's just great we're huge proponents of monarch we've done i mean yep. and we've done uh specialty rules episodes favorite mechanics episodes mm. and i mean we would love to have the monarch in the game more so when i saw that the monarch was one of the main mechanics in the set i was like all right we're gonna get stuff and these courts the the cards that that are going to be in each color that basically gives you the monarch and when you're the monarch stuff just gets a little oh, bit better yeah. those cards are great mm. 
I don't think any of them are actually bad. No. So have we got all of those? Uh, they've got a black one. You've got set this one. Oh, that one's in. That needs to be translated. Court of Grace. Yeah, the white, white one, one gives you a one-one white spirit creature token at your upkeep. Um, it becomes a monarch. The, of the blue one that. Or you get an angel if yep. you're the monarch. Sweet. Yeah, we got great. the blue one that does milling, and I think we haven't seen the red or the green one. Yet. Yeah, it looks like way too. So, Court of Ambition does lose three life or six life if the monarch. I love these, love these, and they're just really good, effective ways to get in. I think it looks like the blue ones that uh, the cheapest as far as three mana, and I, I, I think that's it that I like to see it in the game earlier um, for sure. So. That's that's super nice. There's even some enchantments that do it as well. But just just more ways because I think that's it. That I think it's good enough sometimes just to to drop a creature that does nothing else except grant monarch sometimes, especially like a mono white one. You totally play palace sentinels because it's it, if you've got a, a a good way to control combat or usually be you know pretty um, uh, quite competent in combat to the point where you might not be able to uh, be attacked through uh, or you can do you can do the attacking back then that's just sheer card advantage. It's fantastic. So, um, yeah, yeah. Even even Thorn of the Black Rose is yeah. getting a reprint, which is a which was a pauper staple. Yeah, that was um, getting updated for like a couple you, of bucks you, or something. Yeah, if you are looking to play that in Commander, I, I do play that in my Shiray list again and, and being able to just... Uh, oh, she's won, yeah. Um, be, become the Monarch at every single end step because it comes back at every end step. Mm. It's pretty good. And it protects itself too. I think that's it. It's a Death Touch one that goes, well, you... You're going to have a hard time attacking through me to get this monarch, which is fantastic. So, um, yep. yeah, big fan. So, anything else you guys want to uh, reel off? I mean, again, there's still so much more we can go through, of course, but uh, we've got to end this episode at some stage uh, before we get to the entertaining um, kind of outro, I guess. Yeah, just to, I guess, just to stay on theme with monarch, uh, we haven't we haven't seen all of the two and three color new legendary creatures yet, and I know we did. We are seeing the reprint of Queen Marchesa, but mm. it would be nice to see a new monarch matters legendary creature and i, I hope, agree I hope one gets spoiled yeah and and I, I i i wouldn't mind if it ever had anything to do with all the voting stuff back in conspiracy <laughs> i got yeah. a stack of cards and i think blue and black and white might have the uh, effects there that would be kind of fun but if there's anything monarch and and, and almost uh like the court of uh the royalty or whatever and and any kind of voting would be kind of fun so just throwing it out there for sure so uh love it Chesh, anything you want to um, uh, kind of highlight before we go? No, I think we pretty much covered everything that uh, I want to talk about. With yeah, the only other one was Malcolm, I was going to say, the uh, Siren Pirate. It was pretty cool. Pirates do uh, damage to opponents, and uh, when, when your pirates do damage to opponents, not combat damage, you get a treasure. So you just Malcolm's a three-mana uncommon uh, partner commander, 2-2 two, two flyer. His name's Malcolm, which is amazing. Uh, but you just pair that with that other pirate, Glint Sleeve um, Buccaneer, I think it is. Is that yes. the one? And Glint, Glint Horn Buccaneer. Glint Horn. Glint Horn Buccaneer. I was like, Glint Sleeve something. Yeah, Glint, Glint Sleeve Siphoner. Glint Sleeve Glint Siphoner Horn and Glint Buccaneer. Horn Buccaneer, yeah. There's a lot of glinty, glinty things going on. So Glint Horn Buccaneer is from M20, and I think a few people forgot about this one, but it's a three-drop Minotaur pirate with haste. And, yeah, the haste is nice. That's great. Two, four... Mm-hmm. Uh, one red. Uh, oh, sorry. It just gets whenever you discard a card, Glinthorn Buccaneer deals one damage to each opponent. So whenever you trigger that, you're getting three, three. Um, what do you call it? Treasures uh, to treasures. pop for mana. 
And he has an ability that's kindly just goes one to red, discard a card, draw a card, activate this ability only if Glenhorn Buccaneer is attacking. So just attacking this thing, trigger the ability once, so you just need five mana up your sleeve and game over, shuffle up to have a new game. So just everyone's deleted thanks to Malcolm and Glinthorn. So yeah, that's a... It's funny because Coyle and I have been talking about this and and there's been a lot of discussion in the CEDH community about Malcolm (laughs) because it has partner. You can partner it with um, like Vile Smasher for Grixis Colors. That's cool. Um, and, 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 And the actual viability of this being real. They were like, this is, this could be real. Yeah, you know, yeah. This the, is all roads, not something to sleep on. Yeah, all roads yeah, the, point towards a combo. The, yeah, the CEDH deck of Thrasios and Vile Smasher is called Curiosity Control. Putting yeah. Curiosity on Vile Smasher, just playing control spells to get just draw card advantage. You don't re- technically need Thrasios there. You replace it with Malcolm. You get like two or three more infinite lines that make you win the game. So it's it might be replacing a four-color CEDH deck with a three-color three yeah. CEDH deck in the format. I dig, and it's the type of thing too. I always love a, a normal person name as a as a magical, uh, fantastical creature in in this land. Like, so Malcolm's great. Love Trevor the Renewer, things like that. So love Bruce Tile because it just sounds like Bruce. Uh, yeah. There's someone in our our Discord was talking about Malcolm, and then the other the other legendary, the red one, breaches the 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 goblin pirate, yeah. and they were like, it sounds like a, a sitcom or like a like a pirate or, or, or like a cop show where it's like Malcolm and breaches. Malcolm in breaches <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, exactly yeah, levels of justice it's yeah it's and then hilarity ensued it's like he's the he's the grizzled old pirate he's the young upstart it's like what what kind of mischief they're gonna get up to they're gonna get some treasure uh sounds great i wish i could improv better than that but uh yeah I, i'd watch that show uh so that's that's so much Commander Legends talk that, uh, and I, so well, it's. I even had the, the lofty idea. It was like, oh, maybe we we speak about it enough, and then we get enough time to uh, go through and run our uh, profile questions through with um, Coil and Andy. Uh, I'm like, probably not today. <laughs> We'd love to have you back on again and actually run through all these. You've probably heard them uh, from the way we we quiz every other guest um, mm-hmm. and, and pineapple and pizza and all that stuff. But we'll have to leave that for another episode. But until then, let's jump into our outro ish section with the entertaining um and chess do you want to start us off with what you've been vibing with this week uh be it video games be it media be it film tv whatever uh mandalorian season two came Damn out straight. so this is the way this is the way and uh, way. you spoke about your cat being called mando now uh let's not even get into that that, that was that, my poke that was a weird meta joke idiot influences yeah, yeah. Uh, influences thinking that uh, they can bend the will of Mandalorian fans to their whimsy by, you know, telling people that they named their new pet Mando after the Mandalorian. And it's They're like, just so happy. wow, you can figure out a better way to actually market yourself. This is all you got. Amanda, you need to reassess your that is the, But Chesh, that is the influencer way. You'll, you'll do most things for money. It's fine. So um, you'll say something is great, even if it's not. But, you know, who, again, you know what? It's like, it's the Hasbro thing. Who, who are they to make money? How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> How flippin' dare they? Um, yes, exactly. That was the whole thing with, um, oh, when we talked to Chain last week about uh, content creators and it's like the, the, the attitude that goes, how dare they ask for money? It's like, 
<laughs> we're doing this in the red. Like, we just do, like, yeah, for, for every, on a good day, we're doing this for fun. But there's days when you've got to kind of summon the energy. And it's like, yep, not necessarily doing this for money. So, exactly. It's like, how do you make any money to uh, recover any kind of cost? <laughs> anyway, um, good fun. So, yeah, uh, have you watched any yet? Mandalorian Season I, 2? What, of Mandalorian? Yeah. No, yeah. Season 2, the first episode. Uh, Watch the first episode. Yes, yep, same. I haven't watched it yet either. It literally came out today. I have not had time yet. Spoiling anything? Like just go fucking watch (laughs) it. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I haven't watched it yet, and I'm just super, super keen because I mean, I I had to boil it down after last season. And it's like, bottom line, Mandalorian is probably one of the best TV shows. I've ever seen for the way it interacts with like what I loved growing up, the, what I loved about star Wars, the world building, everything there is just so satisfying. It doesn't have to be the most complex thing, anything like that, whatever. Like it's just, when I put it down to it, it's just one of the best things I've ever watched because it was, it was delightfully well done in this, 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 you know, Coil, feel free to chime in here. But like, mm-hmm. when Disney's making your Star Wars movies and there's, there's questionable things floating around and say what you will and, and different people have different opinions and they're totally entitled to that and which ones are good. And uh, But I don't know, it's just, it's just nice to... Like, I, I enjoyed Solo. I really did. Um, the whole Solo was of, a good movie. The grid- Solo was a good it movie. It was a great movie. I loved it. It was the grittiness. It felt more like a Western in a, in a cool way. It was more about adventure and less about good versus evil. It's hard. Do we, we want to have a quick chat about Solo then? Yeah, I think we have, haven't we? What do what you got to say? Maniacally <laughs> 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 laughing like Palpatine. Did, did it need to exist? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> it needed to exist. It, needs, it needed to exist for, for further movies, for further movie spin offs about Solo's girlfriend taking over the Black Suns. That's, that's why it needed that's to exist. True. I, that's true. That part I agree with. The factor of Solo himself basically being Solo from start to end, mm-hmm. and and not showing any kind of character uh, I know change, mean, true, like growing into that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Was the worst writing I've seen. There could have been some development since yeah. the last Star yeah, Wars exactly. movie. <laughs> okay. I just, I just, I'm, I'm at the the firm belief that they could have built on. The actual mythos of the character, like that, rather than just like his solo, like great, yeah. awesome, it was lazy. Know this and how that, it was lazy, like the, the girlfriend thing, you could have done so differently, and instead we just get yeah. this, like retread that same ground, yo. Retread no, I, that I appreciate ground. that, and I think everyone's entitled to that opinion too. And I, I think I'll look at it that way too. It's like there's an opportunity that hey, you could take that further. That it was more how he grew into some of those natures of being, but. Hey, there's even I, the what I knew of Solo growing up from um, the expanded universe and all that stuff. The, the the backstory, the books, everything. It's like he was uh, raised by gypsies or something. Like it, just things like that. It's like and so I mean, it was for me. It's my my view for Star Wars or completely uh, turns super biased a lot of the time, and I'm often one to kind of. Uh, excuse some some faux pas at times for sure but like the whole i have my my uh star wars colored glasses on where i'm like oh this is just nostalgia boom some i know when that's kind of just fed to me too like ham-fistedly in a way like you know when they're just trying to do it like too hard like some of the movies do that a little bit too much and it's just a bit dense but that one kind of did it for me as far as as just like the joy of the adventure but yeah no no i i, I definitely warrant that um chesh for sure but um 
Yeah, uh, did you have something there, Coyle, about uh, Solo at all or, or Mando? Well, I mean, I so I watched the, the the first episode of season two of Mando this morning. Actually, I I took a day off of work. Nice. I didn't take it off to watch the episode, but it just happened to fall just right. Keep, in place keep like telling that. yourself what a treat! What a treat! <laughs> oh boy, howdy! Look at the time. It's, 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 it's without, time. without without spoiling too much, I will say that my least favorite character had the least amount of screen time in this episode, which made it a very enjoyable episode to me. Um, okay. Please don't say IG Eleven. Is it IG Eleven? Is that his name? Um, I won't say. I won't say okay. anything. IG Eleven. No spoilers. I've got to watch season one again because I can't remember what happened with IG Eleven. But um, is that even his name? I can't remember if that's his. It's it's hard remembering names that are numbers. That's something my brain doesn't do that well. It is IG Eleven because it's uh it's 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 um Taika uh, Waititi's character. And I, I love, I've always loved IG-88 from the uh, the stories of, of mm. original Star Wars. Love that that droid to bits. Of real Star Wars? No, so original mm. Star Wars. Sorry, I didn't mean that way. Man, <laughs> well, put it this way, Chesh. Actually, that's a great point. Mandalorian is the real Star Wars I've ever witnessed. That's the bit. Like, it's the realest mm. to uh, uh, original New Hope. Uh, and, and that kind of, it feels like the world more than ever than like, I think everything, when it's all about the hero stories, they can just so seamlessly just like waltz around to go to different worlds so quickly. It just interchanges. Like the Casino Planet, like how quick was that? The flash in the pan, go to the Casino Planet on the last, whatever that movie was. Uh, I know that's the in-between one. Never mind. But it's 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 when these places feel lived in and mm. there's there's kind of, there's people living their lives here and you feel that a bit more than... Like, hell, even Rogue One did a little bit of that. You could feel that in that town. You know, that's that's the immersion I, I look to for Star Wars. So, um, so I know there. So you just yeah. prefer emperor-controlled universes and desolate places when everything was just destroyed. Well, it's not for that reason, but it's it's kind of a more <laughs> it's a more realistic kind of. I don't know. Like it's 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 well, tension creates stories, right? Like, and that's the whole Yeah, thing. I don't disagree. Yeah, I yeah. don't disagree. And I I just really like, I really like the Clone Wars aspect of it when you did have, like, a very different living style of the, the higher-ups yeah. and the lower-downs in all the different cities, and you actually saw, uh, like, the break in government mm. and all that kind of stuff, and it wasn't just... Cowboy, cowboys and, and a monarchy <laughs> trying to take over the universe. That's true. And you I, know, as a person whose first Star Wars movie was Rogue One, true story, mm. um, and then I then I watched the rest, this nostalgia thing for me and watching the movie each like f- t- 10 times each, I, I have no idea what any of the movies were i just know rogue one was very good and then i enjoyed the i enjoyed it while i watched all of them i was gonna say did you did uh coil make you sit down and, and just completely like s- seamless no you know what i actually got the flu the weekend that rogue one oh, came out that's and the i was supposed to, to go see it and so i was like at home with nothing to do i was like feeling a little better but still too sick to go to work so i sat down on the couch and i watched the original the original trilogy and then I watched the next three. And then two weeks after I watched those, I watched Rogue One. And then I watched them all as they came out. And then uh, what I learned is Jar Jar Binks is by far the worst character in all of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. But I didn't really like hate any of the movies. But I understood so many Star Wars references that I had heard my entire life uh, when I turned like yep. 24 years old. And, and totally a Sith Lord is Jar Jar Binks. That's correct. That's, that's why he can't that's, die. 
And it's also, <laughs> how does a bumbling idiot Gungan become basically like the role of a senator? Like, what? And it's just... It has some... It has some it, weight it, to it, that theory. <laughs> that's a very interesting parallel to, if, if anyone is a fan of, of anime <laughs> with Naruto, Naruto Shippuden. If you have any listeners out there, uh, watch it. But but Toby's character in the Akatsuki is very similar to Jar Jar Binks. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Chesh, are you a Naruto fan? Oh, a Naruto what? fan? Do I sound like a Naruto fan? I gotta say, no. Do I sound like an angry old man who wants to tell you to, like, shove Naruto up your ass? Whoa. Whoa, man. Whoa. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm just giving you that option of like, what do I sound like? I do I that. sound like I'm an angry man? I, don't know. I know what fandom I belong to, and I'm ashamed of that. No, 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 it's fine. It's it's fine. <laughs> I, I I'm I am an anime fan. I'm just I never got to Naruto. That's that's just it. And so I, I can't even pass judgment. So yeah, exactly. Um, I will say too. So you were talking about the world of yeah when things are more about the what do you call it? I guess sometimes like the, the politics and the kind of established world rather than the wasteland type thing. And they're, they're both two things I enjoy for their own merits. But that's where I do go back to um, Knights of Republic 1 being one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And that was that whole world kind of felt that way too and, and very much appreciated. And a game that still holds up, even graphics-wise might look a bit old. Who cares? Like play it as an RPG if, if anyone wants to just feel one of the most Star Wars-y Star Wars kind of cool world things ever. So always always a memorable game so um coil did you have anything oh so you had the star wars andy do you have anything uh you've you've kind of been vibing anything at all it could even be music you know it's it's so i have actually been watching uh the great british bake-off so the next season came out i love that show i don't bake well but i love watching baking competitions nice um that and um if anyone else still watches um uh marvel's um oh my gosh uh oh my god what is the show i just watched the first episode of season agents seven of just came shield. out on netflix agents of shield oh, yeah. agents of shield season seven just came it's the final season um i did watch that over the mandalorian um mm. today so when i ate dinner yeah so, choose your poison um that that's what i've been watching nice nice um but hold the phone though like Stop the press, everything. How have I never watched Great, Great British Bake Off when no bloody fielding is one of the hosts? Like, one of my favorite comedy How have voices. How never watched just, That show's so good. Noel Fielding is an absolute treasure of the world. Like, it just... I love Noel Fielding. You, Mighty Boosh. And, and he's all great. He's all great, exactly. Follow him on Instagram. He did some amazing stuff with like his art <laughs> club in uh like in, in, in lockdown and everything. When everyone's at home and he's like started doing like an online like art thing and his art is amazing. A lot of the illustrations in Mighty Boosh are his. And there's just his fun, weird, wacky ideas. I just yeah. We got to see him in Melbourne uh, a couple of years ago and it was one of the funniest things mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life. He's if any, if, if ever you need to see what creativity is, it's that guy's mind. <laughs> it's like when, and that's the thing. I work in a creative field, and there's, there's, it's actually rare that I feel particularly creative because you, you got all these other factors often shackling what you can do, and you're worrying about things, and, and, and nothing like doubt and worry to uh, inhibit your creative ability. <laughs> when you see. Uh, I like it's David Bowie has this for me as well, but Noel Fielding's one of those people you go, that is what it is like to completely unshackle everything and be as creative as you possibly can. Like there's no bad ideas. 
and it's just great and just believe in it. And I was like, I go to him. So Mighty Boosh is a uh, is a massive recommendation of mine. I love it. So, <laughs> yeah. I want to watch Bake Off now. That's sweet. That is, that is really sweet. And I, I can see it's yep. like just, you know, it's it's like a comfort food, literally pun intended. It's very casual. It's not a cutthroat. Everybody's nice to each other. And you hear about a ton of foods that you're like, I'm sorry, you're baking a what today? And (laughs) and it just, it's really fun. And some of them seem like things you could easily recreate at home. And it's just a fun, you know, a fun little experience if if you, um, significant others, friends, whatever, get together and and do. So love it. And you get to hear the phrase soggy bottom more than any time you ever. You you don't want things to have a soggy bottom. (laughs) No. Well, hey, I'm just figuring that out. I, I bake a lot of sourdough, and that's one thing I'm actually – I need to reflect and go, oh, I learned how to do that this year. And it's now a really important activity for keeping me a little bit sane during the week, going and doing something tactile and looking after a sourdough starter and then learning the, the, the kind of flow of time it takes to bake and, and create sourdough, which is plenty of time. Like it's – it takes – fermentation takes like seven hours. Like it's just – you just have to slow down and just feel it and and – Getting the, the, the soggy bottom on the on the sourdough, there's other two ways it could go, depending on how your Dutch oven's going. <laughs> but basically, it could burn or it could just be still hold a bit of that residue. And it's like, it's just not the most lovely texture. And and what's the word you said at the start of the episode or the pre-show, Chesh, about... Um, no, no, you, no you, yeah, it was before the episode, about the milk on your the mouth feel, the, the milk coating. It was, it was the weirdest milk, word Milk ever. pad. What was it? Was it a cream pad? <laughs> cream pad. <laughs> cream pad. Needless to say, mouthfeel is everything, and, um, and 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 like soggy bottom in your pastries and your in your bread is not the most uh, kind of desirable texture to um, have <laughs> in your mouth pad. <laughs> oh, I'm going off the rails. This is great. Um, the one I had for this week, just very quickly, I haven't been able to switch off and really zone out and and just relax. And get into a good old video game, a good video game, ass video game for a long bloody time, which is really sad because I was like, that used to be my kind of relaxed coping mechanism for a lot of things. You just immerse in it in an RPG or something. I've been able to do it for a long time. I've just been anxious, whatever, just other things going on. People yelling on Twitter about jeweled lotuses, who knows? But this past weekend, I don't know what it was, but I just pulled up Divinity 2, a, a, a very D&D kind of turn-based RPG I've had in my library for mm-hmm. so long. I was like, oh, I meant to play this. And never have the whole, it's the Netflix thing too. Sometimes it is hard to just tune into something and actually pay it attention without going, I could watch this, I could do that, I could do that, I could take the bin out, oh, there's other things to do, I've got to worry about this and worry about that. And it's it's just so hard to do these days. I've, I've really realized that's an issue. And, and I don't know what it was, but I managed to kind of just unwind and, and just completely submit to this RPG and not pay attention to anything else. And it was super nice. And Divinity 2, there's a reason it's, it's 10 out of 10 on Steam. It's it's one of the greats. People, a lot of people said it's one of the great RPGs in the, the Baldur's Gate kind of uh, kind of vein, I guess. Um, yeah, just mm-hmm. plenty of great RPG stuff. Super strategic. I've been playing a little bit of D&D lately, so maybe it's my more appreciation for how turn-based things work uh, was kind of helped out appetite for that because I was never that into action RPGs. I mean, sorry, turn-based RPGs, but more action RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just super fun. Like, like a lot of comedy in it too. Excellent writing. Just really great story. Jump into it if you can find it. It's probably dirt cheap too. It came out years ago. So, um, yeah, really great. And um, I would... 
What's that? I was worried when you were I was worried when you were starting that statement that you were going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 getting delayed for a fourth well, time that, or something. Well, that's worth talking about. So because uh, <laughs> it was Nick from um, uh, Nick from Lexicon, he made a post about which is really important that kind of got my blood going. Another thing on Twitter that does usually a great place, but you just see everything and it's uh, often a bit too much. But I didn't know that happened until he posted about one of the developers from CD Projekt Red getting death threats about 20 mm-hmm. days of delay. Mm-hmm. And he said it's not... And they said it in Eek. the most wonderful, gracious, kind way ever. Like, these lovely Polish developers. They're just like, oh, you know, uh, I don't know, we're really sorry all this stuff happening, but, like, receiving death threats is probably not the best way to do it. And I was like, wow, like, this is what possesses some people to do this and it's that anonymity on the internet it sucks when people realize like for some reason a lot of people forget there's a person on the other side of everything and it's right. like wow <laughs> yeah i know i know i know um <laughs> but yeah so uh he pointed that out and i was just like far out like really like why it's 20 days isn't it like it's not we we've been waiting a long time anyway and it's I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Some people really, probably for mental health reasons as well. Like, they're like I'm just counting the days until this game that's going to save my life in a way. Like, it's just as in just I just have nothing else going in my life, and therefore, and it's like, but that nothing excuses death threats to anyone. That's- yeah, I, I waited over ten years for Diablo three. <laughs> Everyone else can calm down. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that's the thing. There's so many fandoms where we've had we've had to wait a long time. Some man, Shenmue three, four. That wasn't yeah, a good game, well. <laughs> but oh well, no. I, still I still haven't played it, but I, I'm meaning to because Shinra 2 is one of my favorite weird games of all time and I'll get there, but yeah, everyone crapped on that. It was like, yeah, because it's weird. Can, it can was, you, li- it was can always... you live stream that, Pardon? please? Oh. Can you live stream that? I will watch you. Yeah, join me in chat. It'd be fun. Uh, that's not a yeah. bad idea. I'd enjoy that so much because the way I played Shenmue 2 was so hilarious. Like, it's just like, it's basically a, ch- a capsule, a capsule toy fest. You're just like, I just want to collect all the casual toys <laughs> and do other weird things, play weird games and like gamble and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's like, no, this, you gotta, you gotta avenge your dad's death. And it's like, no, 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 no I'm looking at casual toys. Sorry. Like <laughs> and the bad voice acting, everything. It's so endearing. I love that game. So anyway, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I think that's, that's a good time to wrap up. And I, um, I, we better let you guys get on your merry way and, and, and all that, but, um, <laughs> it's been a joy. This has been great, and I hope you're um, you're not uh, weirded out too much by our, our weird antics, and um, <laughs> don't don't want to accept an invite back to uh, to to follow up with your profile episode at all. But um, yeah, it's been a joy. Yeah, it's been yeah, fantastic. Great. Thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Like, we've 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 been following each other for a while. We've you know had some discussions over the the last couple of years, really. Yes. So. You know, good to actually put actual voices to to names for the most part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. One benefit that I mean, the the, the one benefit, and and I, you know, I speak for I, both me and Coyle. The one benefit of all of this being at home was that it kind of lit the fire under us to to kind of get some of our stuff up and running. And we we would not have been as far as we were or, or have progressed with our streaming and with our outreach with the community. I mean, with Spell Table. Um, we we would not have played with people as you know i got to play some games with you sam mm. and we've met lots of people and that you know that if there's one shining light it's that we've been able to 
get together and, and, and network and, and meet a lot of other people and talk with people um, during this, this, this tumultuous time, um, which has been really great for us and, and, and we've enjoyed and has kind of brought some sanity to, to our lives. Yeah. And I, I, we're all going to meet at a Grand Prix next year or something like yeah. that. We're all going to have a good time. That's what I was going to say that we, in Australia, we don't have that opportunity locally to just see all the stuff that's going on. Like I've been regaled with tales of GP Vegas for years in a way. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't ever be a part of that. And now it's like the amount of people we've talked to and friends we've made doing this, talking about Davey, the Lexicon guys, yourselves, it's just like everyone here. And it's like everyone, we've gone back to that point. We're like, man, I just ready. There's going to come a day soon where Chesh and I are going to fly to Vegas and we're just going to have the best time and, and actually see a lot of yeah. you guys in person. And like, and, yes. and, and hey, it doesn't have to be Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's anywhere else across. No, please Vegas. No, let's go. <laughs> I've never been to Vegas and we were planning on going this year. And then obviously every single vacation I had got canceled. I had three of them. And, you know, so um, we also would like to be in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, you're right that I have to look back and, and go, there's such a, a silver lining to this that we've learned so much this year. And and and, and I think I, I think I need to be happy that I've, I've managed to, well, we've managed to put this into opportunities to, to outreach and, and, you know, I feel more connected than ever. It's 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 quite amazing. I probably would never have done this and, and been able to get in touch with you guys if nothing forced me to. You know, in a weird way. Right, <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. So go spell table. It's 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 really changed everything, and it, it has. I, I I joke about it, but it has made this the year of commander for me for sure. Like I'm playing more than yes. ever, and I'm watching your to- your your tally, uh, Andy. About you're up to. You need another thirty six games, I think, for. Your 365 games of command. I'm getting it? there. What I think I I think I need. I think I I'm past 300. I'm past 300 now. So I think I need like 60. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, we can do that. What is it, October now? Yeah, exactly. We got this. It's it's October you can do 30th. That. You can that do that this just, weekend. Come on. What was that, Coil? You can do that this weekend. There's more than 60 <laughs> hours in the weekend. Just turbo. There, exactly. Uh, to be fair, when I've been playing on mental misplay, I played with an um, you know an, an um, anonymous MTG earlier. I uh, I got like four games in because they play higher powered games, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, infinite combos are totally cool, and let's go for it. And so I was like, <laughs> let's do it. So I need to do a couple more of those pods too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just fill the numbers up. But yeah, you will get there. It'd be great. And um, yeah, if you get involved for in some of these long long, long streams, I know Lexicon have a really cool one coming up for uh, their three hundredth episode. I think it is, which is really exciting. Ooh. But it's just I don't know. I think then more than ever, I'm actually looking forward to in a weird way celebrating the end of year uh, end of the year with the the magic community and it's like there's going to be cool events we can we can throw there's as i've learned with everything now like we're talking about with spooky stuff like you can theme anything and have fun and and find a way to make it a theme thing and 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 go nuts so that's that's really exciting i think we've even um uh we'll see how that all goes but i think uh, chesh and myself will be playing some commander with you shortly anyway so um maybe maybe on a stream near you so yeah looking forward to it for (laughs) sure exactly um, but yeah, uh, until then, where can the people find you, um, Andy and Coyle? Sure. So, so I'm Andy. I'm one of the hosts of the Guardian Project podcast. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you can find us at Guardian Pod. Um, Coyle, um, where can, uh, do you want to plug the, the website and our YouTube yeah, so, uh, we, we're at guardianprojectpodcast.com, right? Or am I... 
Mm-hmm. Nope, that's right. Yeah, dot com, and uh, we have surpassed a hundred subscribers on YouTube. So we actually have uh, a YouTube URL nice. of yeah, uh, yeah YouTube dot com slash Guardian Project. So the Guardian find- Project, the Guardian Project. <laughs> so it's so yeah. New we're to trying us. to we're we're we're, t- we're working through a rebrand. You know, we're not sure what it's going to be there, but um, yeah, what you can find. And then also we stream we stream on Twitch every Thursday night. Um, Eastern Eastern Standard Time. So um, you you are all waking up when we are starting our stream, um, and that's every Thursday at twitch.tv slash atflory, um, and we release new episodes every Wednesday. Nice, and that's I can I can uh, definitely recommend that as a as a fun place to um, watch some really cool chill games of Commander, and um, you know great guests. I had Jim the other day from Spike Feeders, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that was in my morning, and I was doing work in the background, as I said in the comments. And it's just <laughs> like I've been I've found my flow to do that lately, which is I can get stuff done productively, but I kind of lurk in the comments, maybe say something if I need to, but for the most part, yeah. just listening, and it's like it's really nice, and it's yeah, because it's I think that's the difference now. It's like hey. It's also like these are people I talk to as well, and it's really special. And it's I also seem to find Lenny every time in the in the chat. It's like, hey, Lenny's yeah. here too. <laughs> Shout out to Lenny. Lenny. Lenny's everywhere. Yeah, and it's the thing. I think it's the thing. It's it's become a bit of a trademark. Everyone shout out to Lenny and um, Chris Von Doom too. Like the the like power community members. They're both like, I don't do any content. It's like you appear places. You, you everyone knows you. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Um, yeah. creative yeah. creative brewers and and I think both are custodians of the uh, the the way I love to play commander. So yeah. yeah. Nice and, and this next Thursday, this next Thursday, we're actually going to have uh, Dana Roach from the EDH Redcast oh, nice and Zuby and and Zuby from Magic with Zuby joining us. So we do love Zuby yeah, around here. And, and Chesh had a great episode. With, he was on Zuby's cast, and I just talked Star Trek for a good <laughs> like three hours. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. We we talked a little bit of Magic, and then we just talked Star Trek, which was yeah. great. And he was just like, I can't believe that I can just talk Star Trek this easily with you. And I'm like, I love yeah. Star Trek. Like, <laughs> it's great. Like, Star Wars is okay. Star Trek is great. Like, I'll talk about anything if anyone likes yeah, me. Totally. And Zuby is one of those people and with the podcast that's just like, hey, guess what? Everything doesn't have to be death text and, and functional things about Magic. There's a lot of stuff, ancillary stuff, like we say, that, that just organically forms around and I'm not going to stop that being talked about. So it's kind of like we can talk about what we want, which is which is fun. And I want this organic kind of place to exist where it is just we just want to hang out. And, and so so mad respect to you guys. And, and thanks for just being friends, like in, in the community, whatever, and, and just being positive kind of people and, and, and reaching out a hand and, and, you know, thanking us for, you know, whether it's liking a post or something and, and just just being there to talk. It's been amazing. So, um, yeah, absolute ball. Um Better say though, Chesh, where do we find you on the interwebs? Uh, well, uh, I, I guess you can look for me. Cheshire plays games almost everywhere except for Twitter because Twitter is shit. You can find me at Chesh Place. Um, I have absolutely no qualms with saying that again and again and again about my distaste for uh, character limits. Uh, especially yeah. when it comes to names, uh, you can find me on the YouTube's obviously under Cheshire Plays Games. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, do the things for us and Guardian Project and everyone else that you love to uh, interact with or listen to, or even if you just like the sound of my voice or my shitty rants or my swearing. Um, please also check out, obviously, this podcast that you're already listening to, but depending on where you're hearing it, please remember to go and check out uh, Commander Crunch, that's CMDR Crunch. Dot fireside.fm or wherever you get your great podcasts from and also check out 
Chesh breaks yeah. uh, on all of the platforms, especially the YouTube, if you like Pokemon or NBA content, especially if you like me going on about how I'm an idiot and I just bought like a hundred Carson Edward rookie cards, even though people don't seem to believe in you. No, him. because I think you're buying out and cha- changing the market on that, that player, now. which is fun. So um, yeah, that's <laughs> fun. Usually every Monday night, Chesh and I just talk about basketball cards and um, yeah, created a nice fun community there too. And it's, it's, it's good fun. So nice break. I'm also a basketball fan if, if uh, I haven't said enough, that enough already so um, yeah you can find me at Pastor Jam Sam on the Instagrams where I pretty much just post magic cards and bread uh, that I make and uh, also on the Twitters Pastor Jam Sam and yeah join the conversation flip us a message and, and shout out and uh, the one, the other one was the Gmail actually, Chesh, because uh, people need to know that uh, if they ever want to get in touch with us for, um, hey, if you ever want a game of Commander. The Gmail is your job. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, yeah, just send uh, questions, uh, feedback, uh, suggestions, what do you like, what you don't like, pictures of cephalids, whatever you feel like. Your blue eyes, white yeah, dragon. We'll let we'll let Google's uh, spam filter handle the heavy lifting on that one if anything's inappropriate. Uh, but that's at cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, love to hear from you. But I've said enough already. But I'll, I'll say it again. Andy Coyle, you guys are excellent, and, and thank you for being magnificent people. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us for for ranting on for a few hours about. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for inviting. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's what we aim to do. Uh, I, I think I worry. I worry about guests uh, turning up sometimes and going, "Where's the structure?" I'm like, "Well, it's it, it's here. We see it, <laughs> kind of." But <laughs> I, I don't want to inhibit any kind of organic flows into tangents and stuff like that. And uh, it's the kind of the way I operate. So it's just a good old con- uh, discussion for a few hours, and, and you know, we'll have a general theme. But uh, yeah, we just hang out. So. Thank you. Thank you for uh, going with the flow. Oh, that's 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 kind of our style sometimes, <laughs> too, on some episodes. Speaking, so. <laughs> speaking of which, I mean, the structure of this one, but I have to shout out the, uh, the, the tier list Halloween candies uh, episode, the last one you guys did. That was fantastic. <laughs> so anyone who hasn't listened to the Guardian Project podcast, go and do so now. Yes, there's magic content in there, but importantly, there's candy content. A little bit. And uh, that, was, that was a joy. Yes, a little, we bit, a little bit of magic. T- top 15 Halloween candies um, according to countryliving.com <laughs> to their respective commanders. Yeah, the appropriate <laughs> authority of such, such lists. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. All right. I think it's time to say goodbye, friends. Until next week. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.